show may contain naughty language and explicit content. You have been warned. Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Facehammer episode 103. It is me, Russ the Face, and I'm joined by... Byron and his silly hat picture behind him. Ord. Do you like my tassels? They're pretty yeah. good, aren't they? I, um, I have to sit <laughs> leaning back unnecessarily. What are you going to do to join in with a hat? Um, let's get ready for the Luminef show. <laughs> That's not silly enough. That's silly enough. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about Luminef. You're ready for battle, right, Russ? <laughs> yeah, I need <laughs> some tassels. I feel a bit left out. Maybe I can, like put this behind my ear or something that, that will work yeah. like you know Sweet. so now um, you're <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're, we're going to talk about because obviously on pre-order today is uh the luminef realm world's battle tome uh and also broken realms techless which is essentially the luminef realm world's battle tome with a different cover and more stuff in it it's been a bit um, of a, a, a filtering release, <laughs> but there's now, I, I th- like, as odd as it is, now they make sense, is how I would put it. You know, I, it's, it's not perhaps how I would have liked things to have come out in terms of it being easy to follow or making sense, but now things do make sense. So, um, I'm just going to adjust the hat. So, uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm going to take this off because it's going to fall over and hit the microphone. I mean, but. So, I don't know about you, but you just don't look ready for battle anymore. No, I I'm not. look much more appropriate. <laughs> so <laughs> you need to need a big like jumpsuit on with knee pads and stuff. Um, and so, make people minus five to hit apparently yeah, minus ten to hit. Why not? Because on minus that. one's not enough. later. Um, no. So for those who are new to this channel or podcast, um, <coughs> we talk about match to play Age of Sigma. So when we do the mm-hmm. book reviews, we'll talk about the options and things for match to play, uh, tactics and synergy. <coughs> uh, we're not going to write lists in this show. We're not going to do any list tech, but we've got a live show on our YouTube channel on Sunday at half seven UK time. Um, you can find the link to that on our channel. I'll put it in the description below. And if you go and join us there. You can ask questions, and we'll be live, and we'll be doing some list tech, and generally getting a little. Don't say correct us. If, yeah, uh, if you like. Which I'm sure we'll get some things wrong. Now we're going to call the show minus seven to hit or get out. I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, when minus one's not enough. Um, minus three minimum, so, I think. Um, so when we're going to get into it, it's going to be quite a lot of stuff to cover. Now, obviously, because Techless and Realm Lords have hit the same day which is a bit bizarre obviously it'll be a bit like if marathi and daughters of cain battle tomes come out on the same day so obviously this has probably been impacted by covid i'm just speculating i don't actually have any inside information i'm just saying that that obviously it's probably not intended for this to happen um no now for those who don't know who already have the previous luminef battle tome the new Luminef Battle Tome has lots of new units and some artwork and some background, but all of that new content is also in Broken Realms Techless. So if you already have the other Luminef book, so out of the two that are coming out, so 
these two, you don't need this. You just get this. Um, it's got a nicer cover as well. Maybe it's a much nicer looking bag. book. Yeah, because <clears throat> um, that is that is much nicer from my point of view. It's already on the screen. Yeah. I don't know why I'm holding it up. Um, <laughs> but um, if you want to make sure, like, if we were a massive Luminef fan, I would pick up the other one because you, when I write lists, I don't like having multiple books and it puts it all in one place. So like, it'd be a bit annoying. Like, oh, what artifacts can I have? Oh, I need to look in two books. What Quantrate? Look in two books. Like, what are my formations are two books. So, I get that if you're into Luminef, you can get the one book all in one. But That's obviously, more fluff and if you want to read backstories and more in depth stuff. Yeah, but all that is in like I mean, oh. it's in the Techless book. So in okay. Techless, you, they've put in the when there's all the background. I believe's the same. In the other, I haven't read it, so I might be wrong. Correct me by all means. But in the the techless one, it's actually got all the. Um, we we'll just skip to it. It's actually got the the like the background for okay. cool. for all the stuff. So it's got like the heroes. You know, so this is the stuff I'd imagine would be in the battle tome at the yeah, front. Makes sense. So and it's even got the. Cool, pictures of the models all right okay i stand corrected um, then so <coughs> obviously um, i don't have one of these in my hands no so unfortunately it's um i've got my sample but um yeah it's uh it hopefully next time we'll we'll get a little bit more warning um what is really nice though the this color scheme on luminef is legit it's so much better than the standard one so looking at the models at, at different angles that's with the your most colors that's my old scheme isn't it yeah yeah. Yeah. So that's the um I think um it's the ones that Les was doing, which I think you know, it's Zytrek, so it's not the one he was doing. But that scheme, like even the guy it, it'd be difficult to see this, but there's a guy at the back there on the cloud. Yep. And you notice he's got pink blossom and like a red oh, cloak cool. and he's done a turquoisey cloud. Actually think the models look a hundred percent better in this scheme. That's like, very, it's a wonderful photo as well. I would, that looks very and cool. what's really cool about the photo is it's got them all at angles that even the banner, look at, he's got an, a different head with no helmet on. Yep. So, like, for me, like, I looked at that picture and went, actually, the models aren't too bad. So, if people listen to our, our show when we did our pre order and we, our live show, and we talked about the pre orders and looked through all the silly hats, um, as, as per our meme at the beginning, um, they're not as bad as as that. I think the colour scheme makes a huge difference. I think someone on the stream actually said that, or um, it was in the Discord. I can't remember. So I, it might have been Martin Orlando directly to me because he's been DMing me quite a bit. But yeah, I don't know. But basically, yeah, it's um, yeah. So basically, Techless by that. If you're not that into Luminef, if you're really into Luminef and you want to go tournaments and want it all in one place, then get the other book. If you haven't got the original Luminef book. And you want to play Luminef, you have to buy the new one. But that's like any other army. So, bit of a, a bit of a cock up in my opinion. But it's, uh, you know, we can things can make more sense going forward. You at can, least you can make you. you, you there are <coughs> optional purchases. You can you can decide with your wallet whether you want to buy it or not. <laughs> it's like uh, as ever. Yeah. It's um. But if you've already got the original book, just get Techless because it is really nice. I haven't read the law yet, but I'd flick through it and there's quite a lot of deaf stuff in there. So I'll, I'll give that a read. Cool. Well, it's not just 
it's not just the Lunether in the book, is there? There's, there's a little bit of other no. stuff. And even though it's not that much in terms of quantity, I think in terms of what it's going to do for particularly Nurgle, let's face it, um, there is some hefty updates that are just going to behave, sorry, are going to affect massively how they behave on the table, in my opinion. Like I think two effectively redundant War Scrolls, or three, arguably, have just become almost must-takes or at least very strong options. Yeah, the only thing I'm a bit concerned about with Nurgle is that demons were already the prominent choice, um, but you only really saw the two War Scrolls, which was, you know, great and clean one uh, and plague bearers. Now yeah. you will see other War Scrolls in the demon range, but actually the mortal side of it is pretty lackluster. But yeah, um, unless you take a like, plague-touched warband or some some stuff like that, which yeah, is but you've kind got, of a bit weird. You've got the Wrath of the Ever-Chosen demon allegiances, which are really, really strong. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't, I don't think you're, I don't think you're. If you're if you're playing Nurgle, unless you're really into like maggot lords and and you know blight kings, which I really love those models, they're not really going to be a main feature of your army. No, it's the faster paint ones are getting all the love, aren't they? And yeah, and and I think as well, like the <coughs> play, uh, blight lords, you got rend and you got extra damage from them, but now you can get all that on. Plague bearers, so and then let's just know, more um, battle line. Yeah, I could. Um, yeah. It's long. Like they've always been a strong war scroll. Mm. Inherently, they just got better. Like you could. It's a bit dull, but you could rock up with ninety plague bearers, and I don't think that would be a mistake. You know, in terms of the power level of that army, Not you at could all. have 90, 90 plague bearers. Uh, you know, two or three infantry sized heroes and a great unclean one and still have a little bit of spare points for Beasts of Nurgle. Or mm-hmm. we were chatting about um, the Plague Drones. <laughs> like, <laughs> Plague Drones have got a lot to buff because they got so many different profiles. So if you're getting plus one to attack on something, Plague Bearers only have one type of attack. Plague Drones have got three? I think so. They might only have yeah. two now. They used to have a proboscis wing, like leggies and a stinger. I think yeah. they, they, um, am a, they put the... Um, stinger and the is one and they put all the other stuff into one profile so i think it's only two okay but then there's Still, a rider as well so i think it yeah. might be three profiles yeah two or three extra attacks because it, it used to be the, the the thing with using the uh, spell to get extra attacks as well um or exploding attacks i can't quite remember but mm. um it's been a long time since i dusted my nurgle off so there's some nice updates but we're getting ahead of ourselves so we're going to go through the match play battle tome updates in techless that's what we're going to talk about in this show and we'll talk about the detail so um cities of sigmar get a little update um and we have the settlers gain um which is your free city battle trait um which is the city of learning so basically when you choose a city of sigmar army it can be a settlers game army um and it gives you the following so you basically have um, Lumineth Tutors, so you can choose one extra Settlers Gain Free Guild Hero or Settlers Gain Collegiate the, 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 the Arcane Hero, however you say that. Collegiate. Collegiate. There you go. To have an artifact of power. Um, in addition, you can add one to casting rolls for Settlers Gain Collegiate Arcane Wizards. They needed some more buffs, didn't they, to the casting? They were well, lacking. That's if you take the, the other one, isn't it, which is the one that Tom took, I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, the magic one. The magic one, yeah. And then you've got um, Warriors of High District. It allows you to have one in four units. It could be a Lumineth Realm Lords unit in addition. That's cool. 
yes, um, one in every four to be a Stormcast unit is in addition to that. So, like, you can... It's a bit like the Daughters of Cain one, like, it's just, and, and I think there's a Kradron one. Like, I think it's Tempest Eye can have KO, and so this one allows you to have Luminef units. Um, so to, to just add something to that, they gain the Cities of Sigmar and Settlers gain keywords, Those those that potential up to one in four. Yeah. Um, from your army so if you've got a 12 draft army you can have three units you get those keywords and that means there are some tasty spells or abilities that you know you could be uh you could be rocketing them across the board by using wild form on them from a uh you know uh a, a one of the wisdom for i forgot the name of it but um the battle mage um yeah. or other stuff like that it, it really does open up quite a lot and as we're going to come to later there is quite a lot of cool abilities in the Lumineth book, and a lot of them involve debuffing your opponent. So the nice thing about that is, you know, you're not saying uh, there's a bubble around this character and all things uh, Lumineth Realm Lords are minus one to be hit at or something. You're picking an enemy unit and being like, that's minus one to hit. Mm. And therefore your army, you know, whether it is Stormcast or uh, like Wanderers or, you know, whatever it is, um, that's going to benefit from those abilities as well. So I'd say they're quite good inclusions, and some of them are pretty cool. I think the Lumineth have gained a lot of character with this release, in my opinion. Like, I wasn't particularly excited for them, apart from the, the big mountain dude uh, previously, but this, they feel kind of hit-and-run, formerly Wood Elf style, I would say, in a yeah. lot of ways, which just ties in with their... Everything's about the wind. The wind is blowing a lot <laughs> in this book. But, um, I think it's got some rules around wind as well, but um, <laughs> it allows you to do humans with silly hats, so we can we can don the hat again. No, um, <laughs> so, um, basically, um, they also get the commandability elven training. So, uh, start the battle shock, uh, you can pick one set that's gained Limited Realm Lords hero, uh, do not take battle shock tests for free guild or college arcane units, hold even 18. So, it's okay, um, bit specific. But for the, you know, if you had gone crazy on crossbowmen or whatever, that can make a difference. The um, the collegiate arcane units is, I would say, broadly speaking, irrelevant because they don't have infantry. Mm. So are they why flag- would you? No flagellants aren't are they? I no. Why would you? You're not going to take battle shock on a uh, <laughs> you know on a single unit. It's either dead or it's alive. A single model, rather. Um, in yeah. the case of mages or. Luminarchs or anything like that, but um, for the free guild, you know, it's not a bad ability if you're bunching. Yeah, and then you've got the command <clears throat> traits, which is uh, personal levitation, general can fly, um, strategic mastermind that you can get a command point, and then you've got raging outburst. Add one to hit and wound rolls for attacks made by melee weapons by the general, but subtract one from save rolls um, for attacks that target him. So really know you would use that maybe you you would if you've taken maybe like a Lumineth combat hero or something or like a guard of griffin maybe but i think minus one saves pretty uh, pretty bad um yeah if you're pushing the minus one to hit abilities from Lumineth, potentially that could not be as much of a problem but i agree generally speaking fly and the command point on a four plus start your hero phase they are both pretty solid yeah and then you've got the um the war magi formation i think i've missed off the artifacts here um which is a bit annoying but anyway um oh there we go battle traits uh command traits no just done that oh yeah i'm out i've run out 
the space. Oh, well. <laughs> They've got some <laughs> artifacts. Who cares? Um, so um, this, this formation, I would also argue, who cares? Yeah, like it's this just it just feels a bit weird. This this involves a hefty investment of points, and if you're going to be putting these models. Um, in an army, there's other formations in the cities that I think potentially make more sense. Um, but you know, I could I could be wrong. Um, what do you think of it? Um, I mean, it it's just what is it? Just like a mage and two illuminarch and a a battle mage, an illuminarch yeah. and a hurricaneum. Um. And the second of them isn't a battle mage, it's just a Luminar. I think the, the ability is pretty strong. It's like plus one to the roll to negate wounds and re-roll the dice for the D3 mortals. It's pretty strong. Mm. I think if you're if you're going to run those units in your army, it makes it one drop. It, I mean, yeah, it means they're all settlers gain. You're going to get that AoE negation with plus ones pretty strong. They're, they're, both, yeah. they're both good. Like they're both good war scrolls, so yeah, they're not. There's nothing in there that is is crap. That could be your entire magical suite, I guess. But um, yeah, I think the sorry, it's quite a points investment to do that when it's not going to decrease your army's drops that much. Is a I don't think the drops is relevant. It's 140 points, but it does give you an artifact and a command trait. I mean, I think having a five up ignore rather than a six up protection is pretty big. Like mm -hmm. that doubles the odds. That's uh, you can use them more resiliently, I guess. If you've got heals in your army, then I would view it as a uh, as, as having much more equity and potential than if you didn't. Mm. But uh, I'm I'm a bit lukewarm on that one, especially when there's such strong other formations available within cities. Um, yeah, I I've, I think if you're taking settlers' gain, you'll probably always include that. I'm mm. opposite. Okay. I kind of think it's uh, all right then. Very strong. So, um, there, I do apologise for the artifacts. I've, I've made a, a faux pas on on that image. So, um, are there I, any significant ones there that stand out as? Being... Well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna launch launch up the uh, the uh, the WhatsApp and find them because I'm I'm trying to remember what they are. But um, yeah it'll take me a little bit of time but yeah so i think maybe i should use the book go old school this um yeah just so, use the book the um there'll be about, about page 100 the um just to outline what these units do because they are a bit renegade apart from the kind of that brief patch where in like top tournament levels you had mr maudsley running them around and stuff like that um you get a very long-range laser beam from the luminarch of hish which is you know it's not like range 36 isn't something that you have access to in non 40k uh, games workshop games very frequently so that's not too bad they're fairly resilient you can use them to tank corners and they survive better than your average mage on footwood um, they buff uh, other collegiate uh, arcane wizards around them and um, they've got a, I think they've got a couple of casts as well so they are a fairly decent magical suite to have in your army um, the issue that I have is that if you're not going balls deep all in on that theme, and particularly with, if you're taking this formation, things add up really quickly in terms of points. And they're adding up in, you know, in a way where maybe you've got four models on the board or five models on the board or something like that, and you spent a large amount of your points. And even if they can affect your magic phase and stuff like that, they're not rumping into combat and, you know, deleting your opponent's units. So 
the armies that involve this type of unit, they tend to have to be very specifically honed and crafted with a specific intent in mind, um, which is that they're a bit less flexible, I'd say, than other stuff. Yeah, I just like the idea that it adds that resilient bubble and yeah. it makes that like so and that affects any um order unit doesn't it it's just it's not a, it's not keyworded um, correct yeah um as it takes damage the uh the debuff aura uh shrinks um so if people are playing against this even if it is a bit more resilient because obviously its aura is going to include itself uh once you've pinged a few wounds off that um it shrinking down makes a huge difference uh, mm. just like fighting against a frost heart or something like that the first jump you've got, got heals haven't you so um, you have the ability to put in heals yeah so i would that's why i said i think if you're if you're running these you kind of pick that as your theme and you have this really resilient core this kind of utility suite of magical capacity um putting in amber life swarm or whatever it's called emerald life swarm um and taking some options for healing is probably a really good idea yeah, and then you've got um, you've got. Let me just take a, a ghetto picture, and then so you've um, you've got the um, the other side of this, which is um, you've got the artifacts. So one of these are only for the collegiate arcane heroes, but you set this gain. But you got one which is on a four plus. You're not dead. You come back to life. Um, right. One is you don't have to reduce the number of spells you can cast in order to dispel an endless spell. Mm-hmm. Um, then of one is the you can cast one extra spell. Um, one is pick one of the bearer's melee weapons, add two to the melee attacks characteristic of the weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in a haste, roll a dice after you finish a normal move, and they ran on a two plus, they can still charge. Um, Quite good for pinning stuff if your units have become more resilient there. People wouldn't expect that from a, uh, you know, like a loom. A, a Kyona wizard on a chariot, you know. <laughs> and then, yeah. um, then you've got. Sp- Stone spirit armor, roll a dice each time you allocate a wound or mortal wound to the bearer on a six. It's negated in addition each time the bearer is affected by a spell, end the spell on a five, but you can ignore the effect. That's not a bad option. You know, yes. you're stacking. Although um, you can't stack protection, can you? So if that's a Luminarch, you can't take two six up, ignore saves. No, but if you put it on like the Hurricaneum, then like if yeah. the Luminarch's dead, you still got it. And then if you... Yeah, yeah. Or you can run them spread out more. Plus you, you ignore the spell, right? So like... Yeah. stops you being like gatewayed or something like that yeah. um, they also get spells um, so there's um, this is college arcane wizards um, so it's drain magic um, on a 6 uh, subtract 2 from casting dispelling and unbinding for wizards within 12 of the caster um, uh, that would require some aggressive and pre-planned use of your wizards to be within 12 of other people yeah so I think you can get a wizard on a griffin can't you like uh, you can, a, yeah. Yeah, so it's not a bad scroll either. What it's got wild form naturally, which is mm. quite a tasty spell. I think it gives you plus one to run and mm. charge, and you can run and charge. There's other ways to get that in um, cities as well. And you well, you can take the um the thing that allows you to, to run and charge the artifact. Mm-hmm. Um then you've got the you've got shield of light on a six, pick one for any unit within twelve um on a six, you basically ignore saves on a six. And then you've got Illuminate, um, pick an enemy unit within 12, add one to hit rolls for attacks of missile weapons that target the unit. So it's okay, short range, but I think like yeah. um, not bad. Like I think I think like it's a bit more interesting than taking the other cast the allegiance from cities. Uh, it is. It's I a bit more it, specific. You're going to have to think about your army 
and it'll probably not involve you having some like two drop plan that always operates in roughly the same capacity but it'd be so quite I'm... nice taking like the um I've, i'll get the name wrong but i think they're venari they're like the wardens and the sentinels because they're wizards as well so they yep. get the plus one to cast and also like they're, they're obviously missile units so like with the sentinels so plus one to hit with them you know it's it's not too bad so i think quite, it's been make quite a nice themed army you could paint them all in that lovely like cream and purple and gold and and have yeah like, you could it it's really nice cool. to tie rules of your allies together in a way that feels you know more than here's 1600 points of one army and 400 points of another so yeah. i'm pretty down for that you could even put techless in right yeah yeah you could actually very good point so i don't know i quite i quite like the settlers gain i just i think it's um more interesting than the other stuff yeah I think it's quite cool. Um, but yeah, so sorry I didn't have the image of those artifacts, but um, there you go. Um, now, other formations. we There's some Ossiarch Bone Reaper formation. Now, as an OBR player, don't get excited. I'll just say now. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fairly pointless, in my opinion, formation. Um, it's the same price as the, um, the other, uh, the Death Rider formation from from the battle tome um and you have to be static lords basically um which immediately restricts your like what you're doing with it static lords is not a bad like choice for when you're going cavalry heavy but um it's it's not ideal so basically the you normally make the leisure general anyway and he's gonna then get the artifact and the command trait from static lords which if you're a static lord you're gonna have to take anyway so it doesn't really restrict you um and then it says that um, pick a unit from this battalion uh, when you use the rally back command ability, which is I think is the retreat and charge from standard lords. Um, on a four plus, you get the point back. Um, obviously, it's a battalion anyway, so you get a point for having it um, every every turn. Um, but that's all it does really. Whereas like the other Death Rider formation allows you to use the wedge um, ability for free each turn. So. Which probably you're going to get more consistent use from, or is you know it's a better ability in my opinion. Yeah. But um, it's okay. Like, but there's another formation with exactly the same units <coughs> in um, in the book for the same cost that is a little bit less restricted, and the ability is probably on par, if not better. So yeah. I think you very, very rarely take this because even if you took a static lord army, you'd probably take the other formation anyway. Um, mm -hmm. But it gives you the option. Um, it doesn't really do anything exciting um just as an obr player i wouldn't i wouldn't get too too excited about it it's not like there's anything cool about it it's a bit it's a bit mundane to be honest i think it would have been nice to be a bit more imaginative with either the yeah. artifact or the trait or the special bit vanilla isn't it really yeah it's a bit it is a bit i would wish the hero had a little bit more character in, injected into him obviously there must be some story with him because there's it's it's obviously the it's a named character yeah, these are there's a bit like the Ven Brecht stuff. Lovely Ven Brecht is like super cool and his formation is super unique and interesting and this guy is kind of very, very vanilla. Um it doesn't I like feel like he got quite as much love <laughs> as the uh as the Lumineth or the um the Nurgles. Yeah, it feels uh, to me it just feels a little bit lazy. It's like oh so he's a character that you just take the same things you have to take on the character that's gonna be the general anyway. And then <laughs> we'll give you a formation and ability that isn't really interesting it looks and like it's then, been written without the knowledge that the other one exists yeah. almost i mean yeah. you could potentially get three <clears throat> command points 
discipline points back a turn because you could all three units could do the ability and you could roll a dice and roll a four plus you get it back but it's like, uh, yeah. like in match play if it's some, not, you know it's not it's like your your petrifix and you're getting the extra rend and every time on a four plus you get it back it's not it's not like that impactful i just um yeah it's not like uh, investment equity overload which is what a lot of the uh no yeah, we are kind of you're heading in that direction, aren't you? Um, a bit. I mean, it does help you relentless discipline. If you play Stalet Lords, you might take it. Um, I, I mean, rally back. I don't off the top of my head. I don't even know what it does. I think it's retreat and charge, but I haven't looked. I think but it is. Yeah, it's. Um, I think in Stalet Lords you get that anyway, or you get run and charge. There's this basically there's a lot of overlap with the rules, <coughs> so um, it's not too cheap know. either. You know, there's there's quite a lot in that book that you you want your formations to definitely be reliably doing something. Mm -hmm. And of course, you get your RDP points for them and stuff like that, but they have to justify themselves, particularly when your army's so resilient that you don't you don't exactly need need bunny ears. Obviously, it's always optional to be low drop in OBR, in my opinion. The rest is off to uh, to research. <coughs> Just I, it's bugging me. Um, so rally back is one static lords unit. Blah 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 blah. Retreat. I could retreat in that phase and still charge. So yeah, I thought it was right. Yeah. I was doubting myself, but it is retreat and charge. So. Death for us. <laughs> the death. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, yeah, not much to say about that, really. Maybe it would like horrendous death, dead lance, I don't know. Um, then we've got uh, Mortvale's Hellcourt Flesh Eater Court Formation. Um, quite useful because it's got an arch region in it, which is nice, because they're auto-include. Um, one unit of horrors, one unit of ghouls. Um, they all have to be hollow mourn, so obviously that restricts you into a um, one of the I don't know what they're called grand courts that isn't that popular. Um, yeah, don't take battle shocks for units with this battalion hollow within twelve of the arch regent. Now most flesh eater players will know your arch regent is sat at the back by the throne a In million like miles away. Hidden hidden from, in the throne so he can't be shot or uh, attacking 10 guys on his own yeah uh, hiding until he's summoned his unit and he's buffed up the the big bat to go in and go mental so um i'm yeah whatever not not really that useful no um, skip it in my uh, opinion and then <clears throat> you can use the ravenous crusaders command ability without a command point being spent which again i think is run and charge um you, like the other but, things that you there's other ways to get that in um you yeah. know efficient use of command points is frequently available in the slightly left field flesh eater courts list yeah. anyway and uh, it's a hundred points so it's quite cheap compared to a lot of the other um formations you get in flesh eaters it's really shame that you're restricted to hollow mourn otherwise you might take that in any of your armies just to give you a command point artifact and yeah it doesn't well, contain that many units either it's not going to no. affect your drops massively you know if that was uh two even just two units of um cripples or something it would be quite useful um it's not like yeah but I, I don't think you want battle line you don't want two units of cripples they're not that good you want one unit or you know another them, so another hero or anything yeah. like that like I mean, you're, it, you are the restricted problem... to it, including three units the Period. problem with like bigger formations, unless they're units you want to take, they they you, you the drops isn't to in my opinion the drops isn't a massive issue. Mm -hmm. um, like I just for, especially for um, flesh eaters, I just think because you have got the speed, you don't really care. 
Um, yeah, and like if most fishing armies don't don't have low drop anyway. So it's not... yeah, if I'm going to be, it's one of the ways that I justify them. Though I'm look, I'm always looking for reason to justify the fact that I'm taking it, and especially mm. if there's other options out there that are maybe a bit more expensive, but a bit better, or you know, just not taking one period is a good idea. Um, then I'm a uh, generally command, speaking that command points are a premium. <clears throat> so at formation gives you a command point, gives you an artifact. So Hollow yep. Morn's the only thing. If it was like Gristle Gore, <laughs> it'd be quite a nice <laughs> way to unlock a command point and a mm-hmm. artifact on a big guy without much restriction because they're not expensive units. You can take the Arch Regent anyway. Um, but it's not. It's Hollow Morn. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's okay, but it's the, the narrative type things that you can take. So I'm not really. Um, Next. Yeah. Um, probably one of the most impactful changes I think in this book for the existing stuff I mean if you discount Lumineff because obviously they get an entire new book um, worth of stuff in one update but we get the the Nurgle updates now when Nurgle come out the Sloppity Bar Piper Scrivener Beast of Nurgle they were a little bit rubbish they didn't read really uh, a lot you took them for because you like the models but it was a bit of a concession, basically. Mm. Now, they've been like spinal tapped, so turned up to 11. So, for me, like these now become almost auto include in a demon. They army. feel they um, feel borderline mandatory, don't they? And they are all good. You're, you're going to be fighting with, you know, maybe you now drop two of your great unclean ones because these guys just opened up some stuff um, yeah. or something like I mean, that, I think. There's a there's an argument to take Freisfold and there's a pad battalion that's in here in one army, and your army's going to be very low drop. Um, but okay, that's interesting. Um, it'll be a free drop army because if you think Freisfold's free, great and clean ones, and then you can get both your battle line, and you just have to buy one more battle line. So you yeah. get like loads of plague bearers, the buff heroes, free great and clean ones, free drop army, fill Solid. your boots. Yeah. Um, so that's more what I was talking about when I'm talking about yeah. battalions. Nick. That yeah, gives yeah. you access to something pretty powerful. Yeah, I mean, I always look at the points cost. Do I am I going to take the units <coughs> anyway? So even if even if it doesn't drop my army by ten drops to to two, if it drops, yeah. my, if it just drop, reduces my army by two to three drops, but it gives me an artifact, a good special rule, and the units I'm taking anyway, it's going to give me a command trait. I might as well take it if it's a hundred points. Anything that's around okay. hundred points is just auto for me. Can I talk about how I would justify this battalion then? We'll get to it in a minute. Let's talk about the War oh. Scrolls first. Well, we're not on the battalion. We're talking about the War Scrolls. So let's Please. start with the Bile Piper. But you can when we okay. get there. Just <laughs> have to contain your your uh, your pustuly excitement. Okay, then. So um, the Bile Piper, he's had his attack profile buffed. So Quite a lot. Um, yeah, he's now damaged two with Rend. Um, he's got the resilient save. He's five wounds, four, five up save, five up disgustingly resilient. Now... What has happened here is you get plus one to bravery for Nurgle Demon, you just hold even 14. It's not really a big deal. Might, it, it's, it's not rubbish. But the next bit is the Jolly Gut Pipe rule. So at the start of the combat phase, you say that this model will play a tune. If you do, pick one of the tunes, and the effect of that tune lasts until the end of the phase. A unit cannot benefit from a tune more than once per phase. If a unit is affected by two or more different tunes, none of those tunes have an effect. So 
if you had multiple of these guys and they did different tunes, you can't stack the three different ones. They just wouldn't count. So um, they need to be spaced out then. But you, yeah. could, you could do the same tune twice and then you wouldn't be cancelling anything out. You just have a larger amount of the table effect. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you've got three. And one is a stabbing we will go, which is plus one attack of melee weapons by friendly Nurgle demon units, Holy Vin 14. So that's every unit Vin Holy Vin 14. Which so is good. massive. Like that's just that's, like attack, a, that's right? like a seven to cast, eight to cast spell. <laughs> but yeah. just non-optional and your opponent can't stop it. Yeah, and you can do it in your opponent's turn as well. So you don't even yeah. need to go first. So if they charge you, you can still pop it. Um then you've got early one evening my pustule was sleeping. If an unmodified hit roll for an attack made by a Nurgle demon wholly within 14 of a friendly bar piper is playing this tune is a six. It does a mortal wound in addition to normal damage. Great. Just solid. Which is, yeah, you can't really... That's, that's a fantastic one for doing mortals, mm -hmm. especially if you're playing against it, because Nurgle don't have a lot of rend. So well, it's going to give you options, right? Yeah. Um, and then you've got My Love is like a ripe, ripe fart. <laughs> so models within three inches of friendly Nurgle demon units holy within 14 of a Bile Piper uh, cannot finish piling moves closer to a model... Uh, from that unit than they were at the start so essentially you can't this, pile in really this is so much better than it sounds like um, by by miles outline how powerful that is so when you charge say like for example you you go to charge unit and you roll like an eight inch charge and you move the guy first guy and you move the other guys in and you can't really get that many within many range then you pile in to get within range this would just stop you being able to do that. So it essentially shaves three inches off every charge, like because it really restricts what you can do. Um, also, if you're playing aggressive, you can charge into units and stop them piling in like a Keeper of Secrets, but it's automatic. There's no roll. You just do it. It's like, it's so strong, particularly if you're, if, if, because obviously, like they're resilient anyway, but this just turns the, reduces the amount of, damage that's going to come at you it's it like, allows you to go all out offensive and you're not even worried about being as resilient because you no. might have literally a quarter of the unit that would be attacking you attacking you like if you think of witch elves think how much that pile in with witch elves makes a difference with those tiny bases yeah. and multiple attacks each absolutely insane like so good i really like the aggressive use of it but i think it's you just defensively it's amazing like you're, you're just paying for flexibility for this guy because he could do any of them you know what are his most relevant and you've got a tool for both phases yours and your opponents that you can use in different ways it is insanely strong and you don't even need to go oh in my hero phase i'm going to do this <clears throat> anticipating what i need in the next turn it's no. in the combat phase you just go oh i need this right now okay it's on oh, and yes. you just it's just like it's not i mean there's why isn't this under like a three plus or something? I know he's not a cheap model, but well, he, just getting it, in my opinion, so is cheap reliable. for what he does. Like he is. I mean, like you, you, you say he's not cheap, but he is. Like, um, <laughs> okay. I mean, you, you, he's a herald of Nurgle anyway, which I believe buffs the plague bearers from Locus um, and stuff like that. So he, there's an inherent other stuff because he's a hero, he's a summon point, all that stuff that goes with Nurgle. But the, the point is, is, he's not a wizard, but he's got spells that your opponent can't stop anyway. So yeah, who can? And, and the, effect, <laughs> the thing is, it's not even like pick a unit. It's like every unit of in fourteen. It's like so it's, it's like your whole army. Like you just go, my whole army is going to be plus one attack. My whole army is going to have sixes. And I, I I think you take two of these in your army, like just them. for redundancy, and you use it to have a big bubble. 
I think use it either side of center. And then if you yeah. think of like how Ides and F play or something like that, imagine, you know, the waves, the battle rounds, however you want to see it, you're going to go in like you probably want the same thing on both units. I'll just use Plague Bearers yeah. as an example. But let's say you've got two 30s of Plague Bearers, got one of these behind each. You can use that to cover a large amount of the table. You might go in and be like, I need plus one attack. I want to hit hard or I've charged my opponent. I don't want them to pile in um or something like that so you could go in you could hit them super hard and then they can have their pile in and then the next turn you're like okay both of these guys are stopping you from piling in any further um yeah yes yeah, they're insane two and, is justifiable yeah. easily he's 150 points but i i pay it mm -hmm. like, Done. not even like compare it to a shard shard speaker paying it yeah, I guess um, we'll talk about the other units and maybe that's why you don't take two because there's some more nice options. <laughs> but like, you know, he's he's solid. Um, I think it's it's such a good buff to an army and it's been buffed through Wrath of the Everchosen. I think Nurgle Demons are very strong. Oh, they're um, insane. They were good anyway. They're only getting better. Um, speaking of getting better, uh, Spoilpox <laughs> Scrivener. So yeah. um, again... Formerly I, never seen on a table <laughs> in a competitive army. Yeah, exactly. So they've buffed his damage again. Don't really care about that. Um, he's still got the resilience save. And he's got this next ability, which is a little bit more restrictive. It's only Plague Bearers. So start of the combat phase, you can pick one... You can call for the count. Um, stop the count. Uh, pick one friendly Plague Bearer unit, hold within 14, and pick one of the following counts. It lasts until the end of the phase, and you can't have more than one count per phase so you can't put multiple counts on the same unit but you could have two of these into two different units <coughs> one is talia blows add one attack yes so that synergizes nicely with sixes do mortals or the other ability which is plus one attack so you're at plus two attacks already and i believe there's a spell that gives you extra attacks as well so you could be at lots of attacks yeah. um then you've got um studied lacerations improve the rend of melee weapons by one okay this is only plague bearers so Rend is still rend really is good. good and very rare and they have a lot of attacks potentially anyway but this is probably the go-to for your resilient screen plus one save um to the unit yeah so done all of these not on a roll for anything very large range you know wholly within 14 not hard you're going to be running this guy frequently i imagine to make sure that's a thing like you got minus say you got wither stave so you got you got because you've got this new formation that we're going to talk about in a minute so you've got wither stave you reroll sixes you're at minus one or two to hit you've you've then got you can't pile in and they've got plus one save you ain't killing anything like no it's a, like, it's a bit it's, boring but you know just you could just turn up with those but then 90, what i like 60, about it bearers. is the next turn you can then switch it and go i'm gonna have plus two attacks Oh, I'm going to have more wounds and plus one attack. So you can almost absorb the impact that in your turn, do your spells, do your buffs, and then switch it and go, now I'm going to kill you. So it's like, it allows you to like, basically anticipate and, and do... Don't you even have to, you don't even have to plan. Just wait no. until the situation well, works. Okay, wait. this is best now. <laughs> I mean, there are some stuff that gets around it. So like, it's in the combat phase. So anything that could fight at the end of the charge phase, like Nighthaunt, doing their charge or anything like that will get around this start yeah. the combat phase as well so if they have stuff that fights at the start or happens at the start they can activate theirs first before you get to do yours in so, their turn 
yeah in their turn yeah. and then in your yeah. turn you get to choose the order so so there are a few timing things that might mean you don't get to use it but it's very but rare and they're all, still they're all a price you're willing to pay for the fact that you can do this in your opponent your turn mm. and your opponents right if it was activate now until your next hero phase you might get some turns for free out of it or manage to get around that stuff but the fact that you can change these i think that flexibility that's an exchange i'm super happy with yeah and the bile piper becomes i think in auto a high priority target now um oh completely these are he's 140 points um so it's less points to the great and clean one for one of each it sounds like a lot but i i i think it's worth paying it um and they've already got great battle line getting even more out of your battle line is is great mm. obviously if you're not taking plague bearers which is probably going to be rare but or you've got one unit and you don't always, think it's worth it always two plague bearers maybe you don't take the scrivener but i can't it's so hard to not be taking at least one of each of these or one scrivener and two of the bio pipers which adds mm. up to a quarter of your army and points but you know that's fine yeah and it gives you free heroes which you know which are, yeah. are decent um then you've no got casting, no. no but you get that for the great and clean ones so you do um beast and urgle um mm -hmm. have been buffed so <clears throat> Extra wound, um, they have got uh, rather than having d6 attacks, I think they used to have they've now got four attacks, they've got rend, they damage two. Um, the tentacles used to have like one attack at d3 damage, is now d6 attacks, they wound better, I think. Um, then you've got disgusting and resilient on them. Uh, then you've got the the slime trail, so when this unit makes a retreat move. Are roll a dice for every enemy unit within three on a four plus a tick d3 mortals. Um, it can run and retreat and charge. In addition, when it retreats, it can fly. That's a new addition. So, like if you get wrapped, you can still retreat and charge back in. And the next one is the pestilent battering ram ability, which is um, when the unit charges, roll a dice for each model on a two plus. That unit takes d3 mortal wounds. Um, so if you had three grand, three beasts of Nurgle in a unit, though you'd probably run them individually, they would all do on a two plus D3 mortals. And then you roll yeah, that. You take the casualties after you finish charging so they can't take you out of range and stuff. Yeah. So the, the reason that Russ said you would run these as individuals, by the way, is I think it's, um, I would never see myself running them <clears throat> anything but individuals is because the acid slime trails is before this unit, this unit, whether it's one, two, or three, makes yeah. a retreat move, roll a dice for each enemy unit within three of this model. So if that was three individuals running away, you would roll a dice and you get three chances at a four plus D3 mortal wounds rather mm. than one chance at I, a, uh, a four plus. There's just no reason to run them in a blob. I and it's think. worth noting as well that you can summon <clears throat> all these units. So from summoning, plopping a bile piper down that suddenly does his buff or plopping a Scrivener down to buff those Plague Bearers. Of course. Well, that's is, a bonus of activating in the is, combat phase, isn't it? You can summon him, and then he's going to be relevant in the turn. Yeah, because you summon in the movement phase, <clears> and <throat> in the combat phase, he's going to be relevant, and you should be able to get yeah. hold of him in 14, because you're nine away from the enemy. Easy. So yeah. it's it, it becomes, I'm going to drop a thing that skews the maths in my favour for this combat. Um, so you can, you, you can really... They're going to be... I think you're going to want at least two in your collection of each, I'd say. Um, Beasts make him a really good little summon as well now, um, just because yeah. there's more wounds and that retreat and charge. They only move and... five, but they do get to run and charge. Mm -hmm. 
So I think they're nice potential lone rangers, and they're going to be annoying. You know, like this running into someone's 10 insert wounds worth of infantry here, whatever it is, you know, five stormcast or 10 skeletons. Um, being being doubled, losing the priority roll to someone with Beats of Nurgle is going to feel incredibly painful because they're basically just going to do the okie-cokie, and then you're just going to have these D3 mortal wounds popping off everywhere. You know, like charge in mortal wounds on a 2+. plus. Retreat, what wounds on a four plus for each of them, and then do the same thing. Doing that twice, you know, someone could have fulminators with a two up rerolling ones, armor save or whatever, and you're still probably going to do quite a lot of damage. I like the flexibility of the unit because they've got something to get around armor, and then they've got quite a lot of, you know, just average quality attacks to blend through normal units too. Um, yeah. Flexible. And it's each enemy unit within three as well. If they charge into a blob, that's you know it's like having a heraldor going off or something. Yeah, it's free. It's not. It's quite good because normally like people have like characters hiding behind or like other things, and you could charge on the corner that just tags another unit, maybe a character as well. That's free free things that could be hit. Um, I like base Nurgle. Eight wounds, five up, five up. It's not easy to shift that, and like especially with the healing you've got in Nurgle through the wheel, through the trees, through your spells. There's ways that you can keep this guy sticking around. It's a pain. They're just yeah. a jaunty slug of fun that is going to annoy <laughs> your opponent. So They're 120 points, but I could see myself putting at least two in each army, and I could mm. very much see myself, you know, they'd either be miles apart or double teaming, and nothing in the middle. You know, you'd be one on each flank to just... I was going to say, they someone. make good flankers. Or yeah, they do. Wankers. <laughs> wankers on the flank. So I like I like it. I think they're... Um, I, I love the model, and it, it's good to see... Yeah. Um, you always take two as well because when you put them facing each other, it looks like they're high fiving. So, <laughs> solid yeah, like go, go. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's a bit like the IDNF update in Rafi for me. That the what they've done is they've basically gone, let's, um, let's make these irrelevant scrolls more relevant, and it's just made the army lot Plague more. Plague bearers were struggling, weren't they, Russ? Well, the problem is, it's all you saw. But like the thing is, you never saw these these war scrolls. So yeah, I, again, they've made them more relevant by making plague bearers better. But you know, <laughs> you'll see exactly. Them. But one one thing to note is that obviously, uh, Puscoil Blight Lords are demons, mm -hmm. so they've got the demon keyword. So the Bile Piper buffs them as well. So yeah. if you're into your buzzies, then uh, actually that. That does get the drop bringers get a little side bit of love. Yeah, they um, do. Improving their rends, their attacks, or their armor save, all of those are good options. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't think that's the Scrivener though. So you, you get the you'll get plus one attack, can't pile in, or mortals on a six from the power oh, piper. Yeah. Yeah, the Scrivener's plague bearers only. <clears throat> yeah. Still still good. Um then we have the War Scroll Battalion, the Invidian Plague Host. Which, We've gone through the process of validating whether a battalion is worth it or not. <laughs> so you've got to take a Bile Piper, okay, uh, a I'm Scrivener, fine with that. I'm fine and with that. two Plaguebear units. I'm fine um, with both of those. The only, the only issue about that is that the Bile Piper and the Scrivener are named, so they can't take artifacts or traits, but if you're going to take Grey and Clean ones, you're not going to bother about that anyway. Yeah, I can live with that too. So um, far, I've got no negatives. How expensive is it? Uh, I think it's a hundred and twenty. Okay, I'm I'm not yeah. I'm, so, I'm not turned off by that. It's taken you know four units I wanted to take anyway, and taking my drops down. You Where's get, the bat bit? Well, the command trait. If the but it says if Gortal 
Pulp Skull is your general, he must have this battle trait, but you don't make him your general, so you don't need no. to take it, so that's not a tax. It's crap, so you wouldn't know about taking that. Let's put another plus one bravery on bravery 10 models. is not really worth it. We're still it. good. So um, I spent 120 points or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first time a Plague Bearer unit for this battalion is destroyed, a new Plague Bearer unit with 10 models added to your army set the unit wholly within your territory within six of the edge, more than nine for enemy units. That's just insane equity. But, like, uh, yes. <laughs> but from a timing point of view, you, what you've got to imagine, like let's say you've got an objective here and you've got your Plague Bearer screen here and this is the all board edge, yeah? And then the enemy come in and wipe this unit holding that objective out. You immediately put 10 Plague Bearers here so just underneath, yeah. within six of the objective. Yeah. You, you've just stopped them capping it. Um, yeah, it, it's it's really good. That that costs 20 points. It's, there's a delay on it, but if the unit didn't die, then you're probably doing okay anyway. Like, if neither of those units died, you've got two units mm-hmm. there, either of them could die, and you'll get 10 Plague Bearers. Um, but it's just when, be- it, when it happens, so, like, they could be killed in their hero phase, you could then set them up as a screen. Yeah. It's within a board edge, but, like... It's so, it's so good because you could even like, you know, there's just so many options. I mean, obviously you've got no control over the timing because it's just when they kill you the first unit in the battalion. But yeah. it's still like three models, mate. It's three <laughs> models that you know. I'll take a few restrictions on my free unit that came back in my battalion that effectively at that point cost me like, twenty points. You're getting your two battle line units. Your two heroes you're going to take anyway. You don't have to worry about giving them artifacts so i think if you take thricefold and the plague host together you're going to have a free drop army because you're going to have the thricefold with the free great and clean ones this formation and another battle line unit of something which is probably going to be plague bearers yep that's free drops then you've got two formations so both every great and clean one can oh, be yeah. an artifact and, are up and the, I, the thing yeah. is as well like you're in Nurgle, the artifacts are amazing. Great. Like you know, like Wither Stave, you've got like uh, Rust Fang, you've got loads of amazing choices. And I just think you're you even the Nurgle's nail, you know, just on a seven, just kill it, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's I well, think unless you take some of the fun ones because you've got choice to take so many, right? You like, could after even take the two best, you can take the, the third from best. Be Law of Metal, whatever. like worse than the rend by one, take your yeah. glittering armor on your fatty, you know, whatever. I mean I think that becomes so strong, and especially if you take the Wrath of the Ever Chosen Demon um, ability, which which go layers on top. I think that because it it I think you have to take a trait and an artifact from that. But what it does is it it will allow you to um, mitigate the loss of the Wither Stave because I think you take that in the and you'd lose the Wither Stave because you can't quite get it in, or you have to make a concession somewhere. But because you've got now another cheap formation with stuff you're going to take anyway, and you've now buffed your Plague Bearers even more, and I believe those that that Rotbringer, that sort of uh, Nurgle Demon formation is quite strong. I think you take Mortals if you roll ones to hit or something yeah. stupid like that. Um, it just makes the whole army that just, army's insane. just insane. Like, that is a team tournament army just perfected in my I think opinion. it's like so any, any tournament I just I just think it's oh, so yeah, strong I mean you've got bodies you've got you've got range damage a little bit but not really but you don't really care you've got resilient heroes you've got spells you've got you know wheel you've got ways to do mortals it's just like it's just you pretty much everything I mean like it's it's easy to paint it's fun like you'll you'll yeah. have a lot of fun it does with something it. in every phase even you got yeah. you got a little bit of shooting but it does everything else quite a lot a lot of combat you're going to have a lot of magic 
like loads mm. more than you would expect loads of heroes your battle line is super relevant it's way faster than nurgle ever should be nurgle is so quick on the table uh, with your trees yeah. for run and charge and your um bell for plus three move and all that stuff it's uh it's what, we'll, um, what we'll probably do is um try and write a nurgle list on the show on, on Sunday, because yeah, obviously we haven't we haven't slotted this in. So what we might be saying about take these two, you might not be able to do it. But um, you know, I think it's it's potentially like it should. In my head, I'm thinking mathematically, it can't be that far away. Um, no, you just take one smaller unit of play bearers. You know, yeah, I go thirty, ten, ten, something like that, because you're getting ten for free anyway. Yeah, I can't I can't see you not being able to take it. Um, I mean, I might be wrong. Um, Tune in Sunday to find out. But we'll we'll do it on Sunday. We'll do a live list. You can get disappointed. I mean, you could do the math now if you really want to. Um, but <laughs> tell, it's, us uh, <laughs> tell us if you're wrong below. Tell us if you're wrong. Tell us tell us if we're wrong, and we'll just we'll just ignore you. No. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure you can um, you could fit it in because like it's not you're not really getting that much. It doesn't really cost you an awful lot. Do you know oh, what I mean? No, it's like, not hugely taxing, it's... and don't need to worry about losing units because the units you do have, you're going to be getting disgusting returns on appropriately. With it being yeah, there. I mean, it's just whether the heroes. I yeah, you can fit it in. I've just done it, but it's only <clears> one <throat> unit of thirty papers and two tens. It's fine, um, but less yeah. dudes to paint. <laughs> I'm down. So, but it's uh, yeah, it's good. So you can fit it in. Um, so. <sighs> That brings us on to Luminef, which yeah. strap yourselves in. Um, this is going to be a bit. This could take a bit of time because there's it an is. awful lot here. Facehammer merchandise is available from ElementGames.co.uk. Head over to the website and type Facehammer in the search bar to see the full range, from custom dice in a multitude of colours paint racks to hold Vallejo Scale 75 Games Workshop and many more ranges of paints and objective markers to make sure you never miss an objective again during match play head over to elementgames.co.uk and search for Facehammer so if you want to support the show pick up some cool gamer swag from the Element Games web store and level up your hobby so we're not I'm not going to cover the existing Luminous stuff. We've done a few shows on army lists and tactics. We've done the Alaris Stone Guard list. We've done a tournament winning army list uh Luminef show. They're all in a playlist on the channel if you want to watch check those out. Um we've done a, a couple Luminef list texts with Les, so like if you wanna read those, stuff's been out a long time as well. So I think there's a lot of information out there for people to find out what it does but we're going to talk about the new things um so obviously Aether Quartz is, is is they've got the allegiance abilities in the book for everything Lumineth like so they're they all they've done is added in the new um great nations and added in like the yeah, new yes. units have got keywords and they get abilities um so but basically like height and reflexes um you know it with and like heightened sensors, magical boost, magical insight from the Aether Quartz is the same. You've got the Absorb Despair, which is the Kaflar Bravery thing, which is the same. You've got Lightning Reflexes, the same. And it just says Luminef, Great Nations. They've just added the extra ones that, that are new. So it's not okay. really much change. So um, 
Only additions, no, no, no stuff disappearing by the looks of things. No. And now what we do now is we've got the every Lumineff unit has a keyword with looks like Sonari, Venari, you know, um, whatever the others are. You they give you a special rule for those models, but it's not like you have to pick one. That's all you get. You whichever keyword the model has, they get it a bit like the Skaven Tide Battle Tome. Um, so this Sonari or Skinari, I'm sure I'll get corrected are um deep thinkers so these are at the start of your hero phase you can pick any scenario wizards and declare that they instead of casting they will contemplate um so you give up a cast and then what that means is in your next hero phase contemplating wizards can auto cast a spell at the power level of nine um so you don't need to roll so you could say i'm not going to cast next turn on guaranteed this rolls being pretty patient yeah, it does, but sometimes on turn one, like oh, you're not in range to cast, so you just go on contemplate then, and then it gives you automatic spells. Um, I can see it coming into massive. play once a game, always, but then very infrequently after that, due to that reason. Yeah, uh, and I think it's um, it's you know it's okay. It's right. just a little buff. Nine's um, good, you know. Stop like that's that's the big thing about this for me. It's guaranteeing is great, mm. but guaranteeing it on a nine. Uh, unless someone's got significant boosts on average, they're not going to be getting rid of that. It's a huge difference between a nine and a seven or a six. Yeah, I mean, it's, they have to roll a ten to stop it. Basically, um, you yeah. can't modify it, but it's it's a good enough value. Mm -hmm. um, then you've got the um, command traits. So this is scenario generals only. Um, so you've got spellmaster uh, once in each of your hero phases. Reroll one failed casting roll for this general. So reroll casts pretty strong. And you've got Lawmaster knows an extra spell um, from the Law of Hish. Um, and then Warmaster, if he's part of your army on the battlefield at the start of your hero phase, roll a dice on a four plus, you get a command point. So they're okay. I'm pretty sure you never take these because you're always going to take one of the great nations, which forces you to take artifacts and traits. So I would imagine so, yes. Um, then you've got artifacts. So you've got uh, Phoenix Stone, um, you know. Uh, says it's basically if Illuminef Ramel's hero is slain before removing it roll a dice on a six it's not slain heal all its wounds um, yeah and then it's back to life basically it comes back to life which is okay like, yeah it's yeah. um you don't need to take that if you had a spare one that you don't care about too much I think it would really screw with someone's head you know when that stuff happens it is it's bordering on impossible to play around and people shouldn't be playing around it too much because it's so unlikely to happen. Mm -hmm. um, when it does, it's awful. So if you've got a spare one, that's the type of thing that I would consider. Yeah, and you've got the silver wand, cast an extra spell, um, mm -hmm. which is fine. And then you've got the Blade of Leaping Gold, which is an old school one from it High is. Elves, if people remember. Uh, add three to the attacks of that weapon which could be quite good depending on yep. what the scenario heroes are. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, I don't know. Um, Venari, I think, is already in the Battle Tome, so I'm not going to talk about those. Uh, that's the Venaria, the Shining Company. So that's like the Wardens, the Dorm Riders, and the Sentinels, I believe, of Venari. Mm -hmm. um, the Hurricane are the new Wind Elves. Is that we call them? Fart Elves? No. Uh, <laughs> the gas, The gas dudes. Um... So you've got move like the wind. Now this is this is pretty strong, right? So when you make a piling move with hurricane model, 
it does not have to finish the move at least closest to the nearest enemy model. In addition, when you make a pilot move for a hurricane model, it can move an extra three inch of it charged. It can move an extra three inches and it can fly. That's so, insane. Like at high le- high level play, that is disgustingly powerful. Because you could even charge people to not fight them, to just move past them onto objectives or uh, like hop over them. I yeah. think it kind of it encourages you to be in not massive units as well. Since you know, mm. I can this entire battle tome, as far as the Lumineth are concerned, actually, I think really actively encourages uh, you know hit and run guerrilla warfare style play, multiple small units, that type yeah. of stuff. And when they get charged as well, like if you get charged, you can almost like pile in away from them. Oh, so so if they don't activate that unit straight away and fight you, you go, well, it's, well, I'll activate this unit. I'll now pile in backwards. So yeah. it's going to limit just, the damage you take. So Yeah, damage limitation and just free extra move is how I'd be viewing that. You know, it's, it's like playing with skinks almost. But And you yeah, can almost really do cool. this. You could almost have like units here and have like your hurricane unit here. They charge the hurricane unit. You then like pile it in here. If they pile in, they draw these two units in. So you yeah. can do lots of stuff like that. If you've got like Avalon yeah. or someone like that, you can always pile in behind him to terms of where you can pile in, but you're going to get within three of Avalon or, and like what I think it allows you to do is correct positional mistakes that you make. It does as well. um, but if you're a good player as well, I think there's a lot of um, movement shenanigans you can do. Um, the kangaroos and stuff that are going to be doing this. Um, yeah, so Hurricane models are like the... Um, we'll get to it. I think it's the... I'll quickly scroll through. You'll see all the stuff that we have to look at is, I believe, it's um, the Wind Mage, the Wind Chargers, Severeth, and the Spirit, Spirit of, of the, the Wind. wind. Um, yep. I believe that's all the the Hurricane ones. So it's basically the Kangaroos, the Llama, and the Fox. There we go. So, Anything that's got a certain animal face. <laughs> yeah, so you you go with those, not the cows. The cows don't get that. So, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, there you go with that. So then you've obviously got the command traits. So you've got like ones plus three move, um, replaces wind leap ability with um, if friendly wind charges unit starts off, uh, a move wholly within twenty four. Uh, it can make a move of 16 and fly, which I think is the same. It's just a should longer range. Yeah, it is. And then you've got Lawmaster, knows extra spell um, from the Law of the Wind. And then uh, you've got Artifacts, Wind Blast Fan. Once per battle, start the enemy movement phase, pick one enemy unit in three. The unit must retreat. That's really, really powerful, <laughs> especially in an army that gets to debuff loads of units anyway you could leave one alone mm-hmm. and then just push it off yeah and even like when you if you did something funny like you charge one thing and then you piled in to draw another unit just within three mm-hmm. and then they cut, they pile in and hit you then you're like no you've got to run away now um, <laughs> so yeah there's i think it's like there's pretty so anything that manipulates movement like that is super, warfare, super good yeah all of it um it reminds me a little bit of like how the Sunesh stuff plays with the shenanigans. Um, yep. Then you've got the Windstone. Once about in the shooting phase, you pick an enemy unit of an 18. I'll roll a dice on a 2 to 1. Nothing happens. 2 to 4 takes 3 mortal wounds on a 5 up takes D6. Random. You could end up doing less if you're on a 5 up, but anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, we'll come to that in a bit. <laughs> that doesn't make much sense to me. But um, then you've got um, Buffeting. Aspirigillum? Is that like a buffet of asparagus? I don't know. I sound um, fine. I'm down. 
<laughs> it was like buffeting wind from asparagus farts, maybe. Um, roll a dice each like time. Rolled over from the Nurgle battle team. Yeah, I'm just, for me, it's they're all just like, they're on little parpy clouds now. Um, <laughs> roll a dice each time you allocate a wind or mortar into the bear on a five up, it's negated. So it's like, it's all right. It's good. If you put it on the, the fox dude, he's pretty good. The spirit. Um, Standout choice for him, I think. Then you've got the Hurricane Wizards. Um, so Techless knows all the spells from the following table as well. So it's another spell law. So they've obviously got the law of the stone, they've got the law of Hish, and now they've got the law of wind. Um, the book of bookkeeping. It's quite a lot to keep track of, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, so you've got freezing score out of five, one enemy unit within 12. That unit cannot run until the next hero phase. Um, Howling Gale on a seven, enemy unit within 12. Cannot benefit from command abilities. That's pretty good. That's that's. Is this within good. twelve or wholly within twelve? Within. Okay. Most yep. stuff that's enemy units should be within. If it's wholly within, it's probably an error. Um, yeah. Then you've got guiding flurries. Uh, has a cast of seven. Uh, pick one Luminef Realm Lord unit armed with missile weapons that is wholly within twelve of the caster and visible. You could say the spell lofts the missiles and directs the missiles, or directs. If it lofts, add six to the range. Mm -hmm. If it um, directs, then add one to hit rolls. Both of those great. Yeah, yeah, really super solid. Um, it encourages you to put your shooters in a bigger blob. Just worth noting, if you do have something like that, you know, you're going to be able to buff 30 dudes or buff 10. Buffing 30 is often going to be better, or 20. Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty good on um, Sentinels, isn't it? So. It certainly is, yeah. Then you've got the Calming Zephyr. Um, pick one Luminous Rumble, unit holy of an 18. You can heal D3 wounds and locate the unit. In addition, do not take Battleshock tests for that unit until your next hero phase. So, All right. Okay. Um, then you've got the Burning Simoon. Simoon. Um, casting on a six. Uh, pick one enemy unit in 12 that is visible. Roll a number of dice equal to the number of models in the unit. For each six, they take a mortal wound. If the cast was a ten or more, they take one mortal wound for each five up instead of six. So with yeah. Techless, you can guarantee a ten because you can just say I'm casting two spells on a ten. So it's five ups, mortal wounds. So it's pretty good for yeah. that. I mean, especially if you've got the mirrors, which I think you always take the spell portals when you've got Techless. So it's a, a, I think he's got another spell that can go through and do damage. So... It's uh, that's pretty good. I mean, actually, you're going to put one through the mirrors, but it's uh, it's pretty good. We're going to come to the subject of running out of points, I think, uh, at some point in this because there are a lot I of think options. Any Luminef player will already attest to that already, um, particularly if you take Techless. Uh, <laughs> so then you've got the transporting vortex on an eight. Uh, pick one Luminef Realm Lord unit holy within 12. Remove from the battlefield, set them up anywhere on the battlefield more than nine for the enemy. It cannot move. So a teleport, which is just always amazing. Yeah. You're going to take that on someone, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, then we've got the terrain piece, which is the Shrine Luminor. So when you choose a Realm Lord's army, include one Luminor terrain feature. After territories are chosen before you set up your army, must set up the Luminor whole within your territory more than one from other terrain, more than six from any objectives. Um, at the start of the first battle round, uh, yeah, so from where any objectives will be located at the start of the first battle round. Okay, there you go. So yeah. 
Yeah, it's, you, um, once per turn you can reroll one casting, dispelling, or unbinding roll for friendly Lumineth Rel and Lord's Hero that's within 12, not wholly within. That's, you know, that's a fairly solid option. And from the second bat around in your hero phase, if it has a Shrine Guardian, you can say that they will channel the Shrine's power. If you do so, add 12 to the range of this ability. So something within 24 inches can get a, uh, a re-roll, um, which is just great. You know, mm -hmm. it's solid. And then you've got the Guardian can also use a command ability um, without spending a command point. It's a lot of utility from that terrain piece, isn't it? Some of them are some armies' uh, terrain pieces are a bit situational or feel a bit odd. Everything there is probably going to be incredibly useful in most situations. Mm -hmm. And it is a garrisonable piece of terrain, so you would garrison your wizard in, which then gives you the impact of minus one a hit, plus one save, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So it and also, also you know, like line of sight to everywhere in the world. <laughs> yeah, you do on this floating temple. So uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that the shrine's pretty good. Like, I mean, it's a fairly big piece, so I don't know if it'll be easy to yeah. put down. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Looks quality. Great too. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got two new great nations. So you've got the great nations of aluminum or alumnia or aluminia or alumnia. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever aluminium. you want to say, I was I was playing into the aluminium aluminium, but yeah, yeah. it's uh, uh so yeah alum, alumni I guess it is for like the alumni. Um, so after uh, armies are set up before the first battle round, up to three uh, alumni venari or Sinari units can make a normal move but cannot run. So great, you know, good. That's push, really useful. Pushes back alphas, so. It's good, and that's your spearmen, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's pretty good. Um, really good in MSU or big blob armies. You know, it helps mm. you get your big blob closer to the enemy, or it helps you put uh, your screens forwards, which really screws up um, yep. the decision of your opponent to take first turn or not. I think that's big, the big powerful one there. So I think this scenario, like the Swordmaster guys and those people, and the scenario like your Dawn Rider, Sentinel, and Warden. So you use it aggressively to get Sentinels longer range. You could use it defensively. You can use it aggressively for Dawn Riders. So, Does this happen before or after you know who's going first? Well, it's after armies are set up, but before the first battle round. So if you have the choice, then you know because you can choose. But if you don't have the choice, then you won't know. So um, cool. then you've got a command trait, which is a Burning Gaze. Um, so at the start of the combat phase, pick an enemy unit within three. Uh, roll a dice on a two plus they take a mortal wound so boring yeah <laughs> mature analysis there from me <laughs> command ability um sees the moment um you can use this kind ability in your charge phase pick one friendly alumina unit that ran the unit can charge less boring so pretty good yeah um, then you've got the artifact which is the waystone uh, once for battle in your movement phase, instead of making a normal move with the bearer, you can pick a point in the battlefield within 12 of them, remove the bearer, set them up again within one of that point, more than three away from enemy units. So a couple of things worth noting there. That means they won't score objectives, correct? Because they haven't moved? Unless you charge, yeah. Unless you charge. And for the purposes of some abilities, um, uh, I'm not sure if there when are When you any say won't points. score objectives, it depends if it's the one where the hero has to move to capture it. It, yeah. So normal objectives you will because you just have to be there. 
but like if it's yeah. like um duality or something like where it's like after you know, when after you finish your move you can claim control that's yeah. not a move that's a setup and you don't get it so you have to a charger piling it could be used quite aggressively because you can almost like do that 12 inch point and then three inches um then one inch of that point but then your base is the other side of it yeah. so if you imagine you've got the i mean you could put it on the um big cow dude the non-named one so that's 12 inches then you've got the one inch then you've got the base <clears throat> the other side that's quite a big distance and it's only three More away than, from the enemy yeah that's a so time, it's, it's pretty good um and then mm. you can almost back him up with a unit that's running and charging from the other command ability because yeah. he can use got... that command ability because he's a hero right because yeah. he's got an artifact so of course if you've got a debuff as well on that thing then that's just gonna it's gonna definitely get you to a point where you can affect multiple units potentially the command ability is got... weird because it doesn't actually say from a hero it just says use it in the charge phase picking a alumni unit that ran that is a good point so what's it just you just don't even need a hero to do it like tweet uh pending an faq <laughs> i imagine yeah, that's a bit that's, that's a bit random. that needs some clarification for sure um yeah, so okay. alumnia. Solid options. Quite uh, potentially aggressive and also flexible. So I like that one. Yeah. Um, then we've got the Great Nation of Helon. Nice sort of uh, green and cream scheme, looks like. Yeah. Um, so you've got the Gale of Killing Shafts. Add one to attacks of missile weapons used by Helon models that are within three of an enemy unit. That's a bit weird because a lot of the units who are shooting attack, multiple shooting attacks, you know, the, the ones that are going to have a large effect from this army probably don't want to be in combat with people, right? Not with your, I think with your kangaroos, because you can like charge, they, they can do their piling stuff, they could get within free and then it might be okay. Because yeah. you yeah. can like, obviously like shoot and then in your, when you do your piling, you could pile in out of combat. Yeah, yeah. So okay. it's it's okay. Like, I think Maybe it's... But like, you don't can use even, that on your wardens. Though. <laughs> well, you, you could be quite clever, where you could have your wardens and your sentinels stood directly behind them, within three inches of the front of the wardens, but not actually in like a bit like a, a bit like a shield wall with an archer unit behind it, like a phalanx, and just be like, well, actually, you can charge <clears> the wardens. You're going to drag the sentinels into combat, and when they shoot you, they're going to really shoot you. The way that I would use this is if I am fairly certain it's going to result in me nearly wiping out the unit I'm in combat with, that has got some utility because then it's just, you know, potentially doubling the damage potential of the unit, which mm -hmm. is, that's really good. So you could charge 20 wardens into 40 fairly resilient things, give them a plus one to hit or something and have them at double attacks and completely ruin someone. But um, if they if they get hit back, they're going to suffer. Yeah, but it's missile weapons, so it's only on sentinels it wouldn't be wardens so they don't have shooting uh, yeah and then it's only like you wouldn't be able to charge and do it because charging happens after the shooting you're preparing phase. for a turn ahead so with you're, them, you're, it's a defensive well. ability but it, it's quite good on stuff like you've got a lot of the new um i can't get the name wrong hurricane units that that have got shooting um then you've got the um <laughs> gone like the wind command ability not gone with the wind uh use this command ability at the end of the combat phase pick one hellion unit that fought it's wholly within 12 of a hell on hero that unit can make a normal move it, it but cannot run it can retreat so that gives you a fade away move after mm -hmm. you fought uh so at, at the end of the combat phase so that's quite good 
like mm-hmm. that allows you to get out of trouble. Um, <clears throat> you've got the command trait, the Sky Grace Grand Champion. Once per battle, you can reroll one run roll, one charge roll, and one casting roll for this general. That's really good. Yeah. So it's all three of them. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty. That's a good command trait. I like that. It's a very good command trait. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the. Um, this is really good. The artifacts. Uh, Metalift Dust. Once per battle, the start of the combat phase, you can pick one enemy unit and three of the bearer. If you do, subtract one from hit rolls and wound rolls for attacks made by that unit until the end of the phase. It's incredible. They don't. They've got a billion ways to debuff uh, hit rolls, but very few ways to debuff rune rolls. So that adds up really nicely, and it's just you know it's reliable. There's a lot of once per battle stuff in this book. You're going to have a incredible amount of bookkeeping if you build your army in a certain way. You're going to have like a yeah. like a laminated tick sheet. Yeah, you're gonna need some tokens, I think. You know, yeah. Like, um, head over to Pro Painted to get your tokens. Um, <laughs> so then we got some uh, War Scroll battalions. So we've got the Hurricane Temple, which is um, Severith, Lord of the Seventh Wind, or one Hurricane Spirit of the Wind, a Hurricane Wind Mage, and one to three unit of Wind Chargers. Um, if a unit for this battalion is Hollywood 12 or here are the same battalion that start the combat phase, the models in the unit count as having made a charge move. So basically what that means is they could, they're always going to get their extra piling and their um, their fly ability on the char pilings. Yeah. So it's the, from being Hurricane units from their allegiance ability. This um, cost 180 points. Is it worth it? Um, potentially it could be most your army. Like if you had like three big units of wind charges, a wind mage, and yeah. the guy, it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this changed from what I saw before. It was pretty broken before. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad it's changed. Um, yeah, maybe it retained so the points cast. I think maybe the points have stayed the same, and maybe it shouldn't have done. But it's you know, it's a lot, large number of your models and units that could be in there. So um, then you've got the star shard battery which is the Sonari Calagrave. Oops, I've gone too far. Um, Those wind chargers can be battle line as well, just to point out. So yeah. that is, you know, that's worth considering if they're yeah, in the yeah. right arm. Then you've got uh, Sonari Calagrave and three to five units of uh, Venari Star Shards, which I believe are the Ballistas? Or the, the Venari Star you. Shards? Yeah, Venari Star Shard Ballistas. There you go. Yep. Maybe there'll be something else that's, yeah. It doesn't say ballista at the end, so no, it doesn't. Th- maybe maybe just fit it in. <laughs> maybe maybe someone who's particularly um, uh, rules re- is written means that formation can never be taken because that unit doesn't exist. <laughs> but um, um, scary, actually, man. you don't have any Venari star shots. You've got Venari star shot ballistas, and they don't count. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fantastic! If you're playing that person, um, just leave the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure there'll be a, an FAQ on that. <laughs> I can't imagine that being um, being what's going to happen for yeah, you know. So in that battalion, uh, you put your ballistas to, within three of each other. Place its warding lantern's ability with roller dice each time you allocate a wound. Uh, well, that's a lot of text. For Basically, something. it's um, a five up instead of a six up. Ignore, I think. Something. Yeah, which I, is mm, um, nice. yeah. That better that be cheap, or I would not consider that. <laughs> 120. No, moving on. <laughs> um, then you've got the Blade Lord Host, which is one Venari or Skinari hero in keyword bold. So that's quite nice. 
and two to three units of blade lords these can be battle line as well per hero you have that's scenario i believe mm-hmm. um you can reroll hit rolls of one for attacks made by melee weapons from this battalion that target enemy unit that, that has made a charge move so if you get charged you get reroll ones so all right so it's a cheaper one it's 100 points and that could include your battle line but in an army where your points are at a premium i just don't think that's as you know it's it doesn't work if you charge um it only contains uh, it's quite a flexible hero finari or scenari but um i don't think that's particularly seductive no i mean it's okay i'm not not that fussed about it uh, if you're leaning into them you might take it but again like there's quite a heavy points cost and i think you'll find that when you're playing um i mean the blade lord host only 100 so it's not too bad yeah um there is another one called a battle host but you can never take it in a match play tournament unless you're playing like five thousand points so i would not put it on the screen um, get that one just so yeah um, let's talk about the units yeah, so uh, there we go. Let's try to get warmed up for this one. Lirior Ufral. E? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, Lirior Ufral fights with the confidence of a demigod. There you go. It's um, This is the named character on Llama. Um, <laughs> okay. So Fantastic. he's also got the Ametrica keyword. So that would force you to... He wouldn't get the benefits of your... Uh, city unless you were your metrica um but he's got um a shooting attack which is you know one shot twos twos ren two damage d3 um he's obviously six wounds three up save 16 inch move um you've got the demon bane weapon his his shooting attack is just um his shooting attack and one of his melee attacks do three damage to chaos demons and Yeah. yeah Bullying them a little bit more. Then you've got the Regent Sword, which is five attacks, twos and threes, rend one damage, one horns and claws, four attacks, threes and fours, no rend one damage. He's not very particularly impactful damaging. Um, he has the purest Aether Quartz, subtract one from hit rolls for attacks that target this model. Why not? Add one to casting rolls, one attempts to cast greater power of Hish. If this model is part of a Lumineth Realmworld's army, it uses the last Aether Quartz reserve. This ability cannot be used by this model for the rest of the battle. So if you don't have any Aether Quartz left. Um, he is a wizard, which is fairly decent. Uh, gets one spell. The greater power of Hish is on a seven. Pick D3 Lumineth Realmworld's units um, with the Sun Metal weapon ability. Um, until the next hero phase, the Sun Metal ability of those units cause mortal wounds on a five instead of a six. Now that is... Sentinels, I believe, and uh, Wardens and Dawn Riders, I think. I believe he's also not the only person to have access to this spell. Just of note, I think someone um, else has I think got it. In the there list. is a generic spell which is Empower Weapons, I think, which is a different name, but I think it might be called Power of Hish. It's one unit. Uh, okay. uh, but it doesn't stack because it just says on a five rather than a six. So even if you had it twice, it wouldn't be a four. It's not plus one. It's just it's yeah, just yeah. a different role. So, um, but it does do D three units at once, which is pretty good. Yeah, and then you get plus tasty. one to the casting roll um, because of his purest A for quartz. And then you could burn A for quartz to re-roll as well, which is pretty good. Minus one to hit him. Um, he obviously gets all the piling shenanigans. Um, he's got some metal weapon as well. So, if you modified hit roll for his regent sword to six, it does a mortal wound. Um, so then the attack sequence ends 
And then he's got the voice of Tyrion. So if the model's part of your army is on the battlefield and Teclis is not part of your army, on a two plus you get a command point. Yeah, start so. of your hero phase. That's each hero phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good ability. Is he... Uh, I mean, that's really... That adds up if you're going to be using those CPs. Um, he's fast. He's only got six wounds and is 210 points, but he does have a three-up save. Is mm. he, could you see this making its way into your armies? I think what you've got to remember with his defense is that he gets the pile-in shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. And if you're playing like Sentinels, I think it's another way of getting... It's like a double chance to get the mortal wounds off, but you could do multiple units. I think yeah. he's very good. Uh, and I, I think your Metrica gets bonuses to cast anyway. Um, 210 isn't too much. I, um, it's just you're going to see that wounds profile and his cost. But uh, he's got some amazing abilities to justify it. He's quite fragile, but I'm glad he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then you've got the Venari Lord Regent, which is the unnamed version of that character. Um which has got so the sword spell, and the claws. It doesn't have the demon bane thing. Yeah, his spell does have the exactly the same wording, so you can't use yeah, it multiple yeah. times. Yeah, his spell does, but there's a spell that does it anyway on all single units. Ah, uh, okay. It's in the book. Yeah, yeah. It's in the, the original <laughs> book. I can't remember what it's called. Um, gotcha. I think it's the spell that the Sentinels can cast themselves. Um, but yeah, so it's not... Um, but yeah, he's essentially exactly the same. Has less movement, doesn't have the demon bane thing um and obviously doesn't get the um that's it really that's the only difference doesn't have you met 150 points uh is it really cheaper. that's a lot cheaper that's yeah. 60 yeah. points cheaper i think i'd be mm -hmm. tempted to take him rather than the other guy i can see i can see points being tight so i think that's going to be if you did have the extra points maybe take the other guy but the 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 wounds and the save uh, they've both got minus one to hit, so they are the same amount of resilience, and your eggs feel like they're in a slightly less expensive basket if you go for a cheaper one. I'll protect those eggs. Um, yeah, you got it. Then you've got the uh, the banner blade, which is the the ridiculous standard bearer um, with his free up save five wounds. He's got some attacks. Don't really care. Um, he's got the world banner, so it's not the. Uh, it's a bit like the old. Um, Banner of the World Banner Dragon. The World Dragon. Yeah, but it doesn't do that. Um, so add one to Bravery of Friendly Luminous Realm Lord units with a holy within 18. Add three instead of one if any of those blade ball banishes within three of enemies. So if he's in combat, you get plus three bravery. It's pretty good because bravery mm. on Luminous isn't amazing. So yeah, especially yeah. when you use Aether Quartz, you get debuffed. So it kind of like counteracts the debuff of burning a for quartz so yeah. of course he's got a once per battle ability because everything <laughs> in the entire book has so um roll a dice for every enemy unit with 18 the roll is equal to or less than the number of the battle round they take d3 mortal wounds and minus one to hit rolls good and it's start of any phase so you could do that in their shooting phase. You could do that in your combat phase, their combat phase, the movement phase, whenever you wanted to do it. So hero phase, obviously. You could have done some magic and, you know, not killed a couple of things by one wound and just be like, screw it, I'm popping it early because it would make a difference. What's quite nice is if anyone's got a bit of like fight in the hero phase or fight at the <laughs> end of the charge phase, you can pop that ability and stop, the, give them a minus one to hit in because they're fighting out of out of turn. Because the minus one is that phase, so like, 
it's a bit situational, but say, for example, you're playing against daughters and they've got the Slaughter Queen and they can fight in the hero phase and you go, right, I'm going to pop this because I want that unit to be minus one in that hero phase. So it's it, yeah. it's quite unique in that way. Yeah. And again, he's got sun metal weapons, so there's mortal wounds on a six to hit. I could see him being one of the first things to get dropped from lists because he's quite cool, but when points are tight, um, you might not have his 110 available. But mm. um, It's quite cheap for it, what he does. Yeah, it's only once a game. That's another thing. Yeah, like, um, yeah you know, but even cool. just a free up save five wound hero with four attacks, yeah, it's like, it's not, not bad. awful. Like, um, Yeah, I do quite like him. Um, I'm sorry for the out of focus picture here. Um, and we've got the Venari Star Shard Ballista. So five wounds, five up save. Um, it's got, um, you know, a 30 inch range, two attacks, D4. freeze, freeze, rend two damage, D3. Um, got a once a battle ability, of course. <laughs> why not? You're going to have to get, uh, seriously get some tokens. Uh, uh, when you are. pick the unit to shoot, you can say it will fire its blinding bolts. If you do, enemy units that are hit by attack are dazzled. Minus one to hit. Again. Again. It can't be dazzled more than <laughs> once per turn, though. You get get vajazzled, because it's Venari, and it's dazzled. <laughs> Is it vajazzled? Vajazzled with bolts? Definitely, I can see no yeah. issues with vajazzled bolts. <laughs> For jizzled. And then you've got the uh, Messenger Hawk. At the start of your shooting phase, you can pick one enemy in 24 of a Realm Lord's hero and one friendly Star Shard Ballista within 24 of that hero. If you do, add one to hit rolls for attacks made by the Ballista to the end of the phase. So basically, like, if you... Anywhere. It doesn't really... If you've got a hero alive... You're probably okay. So, yeah. um, just think that it's hitting on twos yeah. most of the time. And then the Warden Lantern, which we touched on, is a six up bounce save, and you get plus one to attacks uh, if it's not moved. So, it's three attacks, twos to hit, threes to wound, rend two, damage d3. It's pretty good. It's not bad, but I could, you know, once you've spent 100 points on that, you could have taken 10 dudes that have slightly less range that have more bodies and can do mortal wounds and stuff like that. So um, I love the model on this one, but, yeah. you know, I can't see taking more than two of these. I can't see, you know, being like a consistent theme and you taking a martial force with four on your back lines. Or do you reckon I'm... Um, mm. Stuff like that adds up over a few turns, but again, points are going to be... I don't know if these. anyone can take um, Luminef allies, but this would be a good ally, wouldn't it? Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad one. The Stormcast one saw a fair bit of um, of ally plays. I so. don't think Luminef do ally with anyone. I think that's one of their no. things. They, they're they're would, a bit hoity for that. They don't really... It would fit well in Deepkin if they had the option for it. Yeah. That would add up with Deepkin armies quite nicely. Yeah, it's a bit like what you used to do with Celestial Ballistas before they went up, right? So Yeah. Because they were 100. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, like, I think I think it's cool. I like the model a lot. I think it's quite nice to have the little lanterns. You can do some OSL on there. So for me, like... Repeater bolt throws were always a big thing in high elves. Like I, I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan. Lunef models, jokes aside, the Sentinels, the Wardens, the Dawn Riders, the Ballistas, all the Venaris that I think look really good. Yeah, agreed. Like, I, I love I, it. I all think the, the martial models. standard stuff. When it starts going into like cows on heads and and fluffy clouds and kangaroos, it, it, it loses me. So, <laughs> um, 
I love you. You described all those things that are present in one army. Like either one, like one of any of those four would have been fine. Four yeah. is maybe not. Right. And like, <laughs> can we just to tassels? Like, just no. They're all getting cut off. If I ever take Luminef <laughs> army, they're all getting cut off. When I okay, build, oh, well, they're all getting cut off. off. I'm going to chop off the bits that hold the tassels on people's heads and or that just swap the heads. That's more efficient. I, I just want the old high elf helmets. What was wrong with them? They <laughs> oh, the chronicle ones are yeah. classic, aren't they? And it was quite unique to anyway. We're going to want to win. On the subject of old high elves, um, we have a unit that has an ability called Swordmasters. Wonder, wonder what they are. I wonder if the Blade Lords are the AOS Swordmasters. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so you've got. I mean, to be honest, I've got my old high elf army. I could just use that as a Luminef yeah, army yeah. because, like, they're nicely painted. But anyway, um, Venari Blade Lords two wounds for up save. Um, so these are the Swordmaster equivalents. Um, they've got Sun Metal Great Blades. Now I didn't see the Sun Metal rule of the mortals that don't seem to have it, which I find is a bit weird. Um, when all the other Sun Metal weapons seem to do mortals on a six to hit. But anyway, um, so the Seneschal's got an extra attack. Um, then you've got a roll a dice before you allocate a wound or mortal wound to a scenario model within three. If any friendly units with this ability, um, on a basically on a two, you must allocate the wound or mortal wound to a friendly unit with this ability um, instead of to that model. So it's not a, optional. You just have to do this. You have to roll a dice, and if it's not a one, they take the yeah. wound instead. So the scenario, like the character casters, like the Kaflar. The new ones, which is the Calagrave, the Lawseeker, their their scenario, I believe. So they're like the the sort of the mini heroes you have. Um, so good way to protect them. So yeah, um, quite nice for your opponent because they could just plow. You know, every single uh, apart from the fact that Lookout Sarah exists. You know, if you're willing to accept that, you could just plow all of your shots into a into this unit, kill them, and then go for the hero. Or you could plow all of them into the hero. And, um, you know, you might do a few wounds on him, but you will also damage quite a lot of the dudes. Um, so the fact that it's not like a 50-50 split or anything like that on a 2-plus is pretty reliable. Mm. Um, then you've got the... Um, from the Swordmasters, you've got the Great Blades. You can choose two attack profiles. So the 2-inch range reach, which is nice. Um, yeah, it's good. I'm glad to see it. You've got one attack, which hits automatically if you pick this profile. Twos to wound, yep. minus two ren, one damage. Mm -hmm. Then you've got the flurry of blows, which is your attacks is equal to the number of models within three. Which could be... When they, you know, they've got a two-inch reach, but it's people within three. <laughs> Normally see oh, no, it is within say. two. Sorry, it is within two. Uh, okay. There, pretty... go. there you go. Maybe it's not weird. It's not me. So, <laughs> um, nice spot. So, um, yeah, so it's... Uh, it's kind of like the decimator ability, but it's nice that you can pick. Um, I'm not sure, like, one attack per model, one damage is... Maybe it's not... I don't know if it's enough, but... It's it's a bit under, and then also two inches is really, really different to three inches, um, which a lot of the, you know, the type of... You can do damage equal to the amount of models within models. It's been three quite frequently within the game before, so... I think I, I would have... I would have liked to see rend one on that and damage two on the other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I, it just seems like 
They're blade lords. They're blade lords. They sound like they should be choppier. They don't seem particularly choppy. 120 points for something that doesn't have an after save, has less attacks than I would think, and you know, 120 points for five models. Yeah, but that's like the stone guard as well, isn't it? I think they're 100 points. Yeah, Um, I I think think the stone guard are better. I would agree. Um, yeah. They're slower. I mean, they're movement six. So then you've Not got the, the four up ignore spell or endless spell. Yep. Yeah, a bit underwhelming. I think I think for me, like damage two on the on the perfect strike and rend one on the flurry would have made them a lot more appealing. Yeah, both of those feel a little bit underclocked, don't they? And there's no mortal wounds on a six going on, which no. you just would expect to see. Yeah. Like they've got range two and two wounds, and you know, four plus save isn't to be sniffed at, but um yeah. Slightly, slightly underwhelming. I think I don't think you'll be taking big units of these. No, God, that'd mount up in points fast. Um. Facehammer is sponsored by Element Games. So for great customer service, all the latest Age of Sigmar releases at twenty percent off, and all your hobby needs, go to www.elementgames.co.uk. To support us directly, click through the banner on our website and let them know that you came from us. Snarry Calligrave as a hero. He's the guy with the funky shoes and his calligraphy uh, oh, pen. Uh, is this okay? So I don't like his shoes, but I believe when I read his rules, I was well into this guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. this guy's cool. got some uh, some cool rules writing going on, but there is a little bit of a weird oddity that we'll come to towards the end of it. Besides his weird shoes. So, yeah, um, so what's his once per battle ability? <laughs> Does it um, involve minus to hit? Uh, in your hero phase, instead of casting spells with one model of disability, you can roll a dice, add the number of the current battle round on a 5+, plus, pick a point anywhere on the battlefield. For the rest of the battle, do not take battle shot tests for Lumineth Realm Lord units, hold within nine of that point, and add one to casting, dispelling, and unbinding for Lumineth Realm Lord's wizards within nine of this point. So he, he writes a rune that amazingly means... He forgoes his spell. I love, yeah. I love the writing behind that. I think that's a solid mechanic. I, I think that's really cool. You know, you could definitely see, well, that's going to make a difference on some people who've got powerful spells anyway, isn't it? I bet they um, didn't take the opportunity to release a rune on the sprue with this model. It would have been so cool to have a little rune oh, to on the base that you pop it on the base. Yeah, you imagine like a glowing be, rune, like a top or something, you know. You could always um, selectively just cut a circle around one of the shields that's got a rune on it and um, plant like two of those back to back on the base. That would be a cool, uh, cool objective. Yeah, you do get a lot of spare shields on the sprue. And as they well. are, they are wonderful shields. Chop them up. Mm-hmm. Okay, spell wise, right? I'll take this one because I think this is weird, but cool. So this model is a wizard. Attempts to cast one spell. Blah 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 blah. It's arcane bolt, mystic shield, and erasure spell. So erasure has a casting value of seven. If successfully cast, pick one enemy hero within twenty-four of the caster. You can either inflict D three wounds on that hero, or mark them for erasure. So you're doing one or the other, and I'll tell you what the other does. However, if that hero is already marked for erasure, then instead they suffer d6 mortal wounds and they are no longer marked for erasure. You would never, ever, 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 if you're thinking logically, uh, mark it and then do the d6, in my opinion. You would just do d3 twice. It's way more reliable. 
it involves you not having to you know be in range next turn being alive next turn or something like that i love the idea of it but just do d3 twice right i think i think they should have just gone it's d3 and your marked for erasure and then or if you get again then you use d6 so it'll be d3 the next class would be d6 yeah or you know make the casting you know uh if that if he's targeting his mark for erasure like um like your your plus one to or plus two or you know even like plus three to cast and it's d3 again just to make it more reliable or something um and then he could carry on pinging the same dude but yeah that that d6 um i love the idea it's really cool you know you 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 you're, you're like you've marked someone and you've got a honing missile on them but uh mathematically that does not work out what if you roll a one in your d6 mortal wounds or a two or you know like 2d3 is better than d6 oh yeah just so you're never ever gonna do d6 no a third of the time you're gonna get the minimum possible roll from those 2d3 and that's like a one in six chance it's just bizarre Um, uh, yeah the math doesn't work on any level whatsoever i mean the only time you might even ever think about it if there's like a five wound hero that can heal itself and you're like oh i mark it because i don't want to do two more wounds and he heals it and then i do another two then he's back to yeah four. yeah that's the okay, only yeah. instance i can think of like in that situation but yeah a fantastically cool idea but there's math has not been done <laughs> basically and you shouldn't ever use the second option apart from russ's blue moon scenario <laughs> Yeah, he is uh, scenario Calagrave, a uh, hundred points. Not bad for a wizard. Cool, um, cool five up save. Oh yeah, um, I like the helmet on him. Actually, I quite like the hoodie, like sweeping wizard hat. You could oh, it's it. super classic. Take um, his gloves off. Um, I don't know. He's good. I like the clothes. <laughs> um, then you got the scenario law seeker. Um, law master of Hereth. Yes. Um, so he's got a shooty attack. Freeze, freeze, rent two, damage D3, range 12. That's quite good. It's yeah, not bad. If you're within 12, that's really not to be sniffed at. Rent two, freeze and freeze. Blade, which is four attacks, twos, freeze, rent one, damage D3. Anyone who's ever used a sword master is now like just vomiting everywhere because this is what they always wanted. Um, he's got the Law Seeker ability. If he bears an artifact, if an enemy in model that bears an artifact of power is slain within three, if any friendly models with this ability, you get one command point. So you kill an artifact guy and get a command point. Once in a blue moon, but it's yeah. kind of cool. Well, you can engineer it a little bit because of his next ability, which is Lone Agent. So you can add one to save rolls if this model's more than nine from any friendly. So he's got a free up save. Mm-hmm. In addition, instead of setting this model on the battlefield, you can place it to one save and save being a Lone Agent in reserve. If you do, at the start of the first battle round, before who goes first, you must set this model up on the battlefield anywhere that is more than free from enemy units not in your territory. Um, if you set him up within six of an objective that has no enemy units within six of it, you gain control of it and your opponent cannot gain control while this model's within six. It's potentially amazing. It's potentially insane. He is a wizard, he knows one spell, and he just knows Arcane Bolt and Mystic Shield. Um, but you're going to get to pick a, uh, a spell from the book for him, aren't you? Yeah, um, but also what you can do with this is you can basically use the teleport spell from Teclis, put a big shield around him. He's he's basically set up on an objective that's on the middle line in their territory. You're going first. You just go, right, teleport the, the big unit of wardens around him. Yeah. You ain't getting to him. You ain't getting that objective. 
you, you're going to get that, have that. And if it's a duality or something like that, you, you guarantee it's just really, really good. to shoot at as well, because if he's being shot at when he's uh, not within nine of any... Uh, sorry, right there, what's it? You can add one to save rolls for attacks that target this model if it is more than nine from any friendly model. So if he is a lane ranger, um, he's going to have a three-up save. Um, it's really powerful, but he is also probably, arguably... Uh, fairly costed at uh, 160 points. Yeah, I mean, he's. I think he's worth it. Yeah, I, it's a cool mechanic. I just he's like a shard, you know, more than so many units. Yeah, and like even it. you can even use it. Like you know, you're gonna go first, put him free away from a character of an artifact, charge him in, chop him up, get your up, get your thing. Yeah, like just yeah, it's solid. Like, if there's ways to buff, he's a obvious potential recipient for some uh, some cool. Chisel. Plus, he's got some really sexy wrestling trousers with his stick-on knee pads. So, it's, uh, <laughs> um, he's yeah. I think yeah. if I was uh, like naming mine, I'd give him like really stupid names like Tasselhead and like stuff like that. He looks like a Blood Bowl character, doesn't he? I always thought that you know the uh, the guy on the clogs too. They kind of they've got enough personality that they could be star players or something per- like per- that. Perchy. <laughs> um. Then we've so got, he's cool. Yeah. Now we've got Eliana and Ella Four, the Eclipsian War Sages, which are Sonari, Venari, Metrica. Um this this war scroll has got loads of rules. Um it's all tied into the battle round. Um so you've got they've six inch move, eight wounds, three up save. Um you got fetching jumpsuits on again, which is we love. But anyway, yeah, we do. Um, two casts, two unbinds. Yeah, so you've got the abilities: add one to cast, dispel, and unbind. So that's pretty good. Um, this model can be included as an ally in armies that have the order an order general. In addition, if this model's within three of your general, on a four plus, you get a command point. However, this cannot be a general. So this is actually a really good ally in most armies because you just get a command point generation in any order yeah, army. I quite like that as a mechanic. So, and because they're like the realm, they wander around the realms. It's quite a cool thing. Um, you've got um, Al- Al- Altari. Um, yep. So he's got this enchanted blade of awesome power. There you go. Um, and the damage is equal to the battle round. Which sounds a bit, uh, but then like it's only damage one in the first turn. But you're never, probably not going to be combat on turn one. No. Turn two, he's damage two, three, then three, then four, then five. Like, and he's twos, threes, ren two. That's like pretty good. Like, I mean, imagine him getting into giving t- damage three. That's ridiculous. But yeah, damage three is solid um, with that. And that's not all the attacks either. You've got then two attacks, threes and threes, rend one, damage d three, and two attacks, threes and threes, rend one, damage one. So this would uh, slay crap units very efficiently then he's got his his dragon ball z fireball hadouken move which is um once per battle in your shooting phase you could of course once per battle um, <laughs> unleash a blazing sunbolt pick a point within 12 trace a line anything touched on a two plus takes a number of more wins equal to the battle round so potentially i mean if you did it in round five, you could like one shot heroes. Like if you got into position, you ran down the side or something and just like do two shot two five wound heroes. Or really scare people. Or if you've got a way to to move. Uh, yeah. 
or move. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, he's... I I'm a big fan. I don't know. I really like this these rules. I think like the the battle round tick up thing is amazing. Yeah, um, this book feels like that. Like <laughs> all the love that could have gone into the OBR battalion has been ladled generously over the uh, the Luminous stuff because there's a lot of stuff here that we haven't seen before. Um, um, speaking cool. as teleporting, so okay, at the end sudden translocation. Um, so if he uses the weapon for too long, he gets overwhelmed and, and he's forced to be transformed. Um, uh, so basically it says, like, at the end of the combat phase, roll a dice if this model fought in that phase. If the roll is less than the number of the current battle round or less than the number of wounds allocated to the model, heal D6 wounds, then remove it from the battlefield, then set up anyone on the battlefield that is 12 inches, uh, more than 12 inches from enemy models, if that's impossible, it is removed, but does not count as being slain. So you, there's no choice involved. No, kind of cool. You're normally going to have space somewhere. It's just you might be forced to be somewhere, poo, if you're... You might be like, I really don't want to teleport away. <laughs> um, but it, it's kind of funny. I, I mean... If you're covering the table and you've got a few shots, you'd absolutely ping a, f a couple of wounds on this. It's eight wounds and three up save. Um, if you had, you know, some rend one shooting about or a magic missile, you'd absolutely go through for that chance of, you know, if you get three wounds on it, then when someone rolls that dice, they've got a pretty good chance of having to go somewhere else. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a cool one, isn't it? Because that's it's not good. It's not bad. It's situational. It's just funny. It's like it's yeah. like it's going to be like there's going to be times where you're going to be like, God damn it! Why have you? It's like the annoying, the annoying sister on the back. Like, no, stop it! You're being too too aggressive. Stop like, it! You're being she's extra. Like, she's like, no, no, no! Come back, come back to me, Timothy. That's not his name, but you know. <laughs> um, and then like, it's Eliana's like, no, no, you're doing too much. Come on, we're only here for allies. <laughs> like, stop it! She's ruining this fun. Like he wants mm. to blaze and go crazy, and she's like, "No, no, no calm down, no, no, calm down." So it's pretty, it's pretty squishy. We're not too many wounds. Three up, save eight wounds. Um, what would be helpful? How uh, about a spell? Salvation of fish. <laughs> <laughs> so casting value is six. If, if successfully cast until your next hero phase, you know, not just this phase. That's nice. Um, roll a dice each time you allocate a wound, and basically you get a five plus uh, negation. And it's for wounds and mortal wounds. So anything that gets through your three up save. That makes a pretty big difference. Nice yeah, ability to have it's got two spells as well, and that so, spell will affect in any army if you allied in. But I think just having the command point generation is really good. I just I think in an order army, it's a good unit to have. Yeah, I think you need to think about: Do you want this thing to be next to your general? What type of general do you have? And then that will be the you know that's the reason to take this model or not. Well, you I know, think if you've got early game you're like i'm near my general i get a command yep. point i cast two spells then late game you're like i'm gonna run i'm gonna charge i'm damage four i'm gonna do my bomb. I'm, gonna I'm gonna do more wounds than that i might i might then have to teleport away to then do nothing in the last turn but you get that one impactful turn of spike damage yeah and, it's and like, you might be teleporting away to be you know close to, to an objective yeah, or something to teleport yeah. back to an objective or somewhere else ready for the last turn to go and go stand next early. to your general and get yourself a cp or something yeah. it's um well you could yeah, you're gonna you have could to charge play this very back and then get a cp so it's quite cool yeah. I, don't know. I think it's so interesting i think i'd love to play with it yeah 260 points 
Can we just have a moment of silence for Alfarian? Uh, yeah. So I was, shouldn't have been, uh, should have been corporeal, shouldn't you? Should have, should have been, should have, could have, would have. Um, <laughs> now, now that that highly sought after Alfarian point slot is just decimated with so many better options. Oh yeah, yeah. it's pooped so, on, isn't it? Um, Atharial and Sigvald getting getting sad together, wishing they were thirty points less. Yeah. Um, Cow time, or llama no, time, or alpaca it's, time. It's wind time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. The Hurricane Wind Mage, which mm-hmm. I know you're not going to like this, but actually the model, I really like it. I really like it. I don't know why. It just reminds me of, of World of Warcraft, Mr. Pandaria flying around on your little cloud. It's oh, it's, the, oh it's, the, it's that one. I, <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were going to... As soon as you realised, you were going to be like... Oh. Um, okay, uh, I will read his rules under the presumption that I could not use that model or could chop his cloud off. Oh, he's got the Aspiragillum. Great. He's got the Asparagus. <laughs> okay, right. Okay. Asparagasm. Um, <laughs> range three. That's what you so have whenever you have asparagus. If I go to a fancy restaurant and they treat that asparagus right. Um, range three. Not bad. Two attacks. Three threes. Uh, rend one. Damage D3. Not an awful profile. Range three is kind of cool. Asparagus is, uh, has obviously got a longer reach than I thought. Um, fan of redirection. Add one to save rolls for attacks made with missile weapons that target this model. Period. No restrictions. In addition, if the unmodified save roll of an attack made with missile weapon that targets this model is six, after all the attacking, blah 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 blah, you can inflict one mortal wound on one enemy unit within nine of this model that is visible. So you know he gets he gets a save against you. He deflects the bolts with his fan. He's like. Ting, ting. Oh. <laughs> He's got Wind Leap. If a friendly Wind Charger's unit starts to move wholly within six of this model, so if it's a big unit, that's going to have to be bunched around him quite a lot. When it makes that move, this unit uh, has a move characteristic of 16 and can fly. So the the Windy units have got fairly decent move characteristics. The actual units, maybe not the individual models, but getting fly is still great, even if you're only getting two inches extra move or something like that. Fly is a super flexible ability. Uh, he's got Windblast Vortex Spell, casting value of a five. If successfully cast in your next shooting phase, you can pick one enemy unit within nine of the caster and roll a dice. On a two plus, they take D3 mortal wounds. So it's some ifs to that, but basically there's a good chance of doing D3 mortal wounds to something that is pretty close to you. You can cast this too and then run towards them, which makes the range less bad than it initially seems. Yeah. So... um. He's kind of all right. He's got 16-inch move because stupid cloud. Um, that's not. It's not bad. Is I, it? I quite like the idea that you're in the hero phase, you like power up your little stick, like whoa, <laughs> and then you you move 16 inches and go pow. Pew. Pew. Yeah. When you when you roll a one, you're going to feel really disheartened about putting your uh, lightning cloud with his, with his, with his cloud. dick flapping in the wind about to get. He's a, yeah, but it's fine you. because he can like pile in like away from the enemy and he can stop you piling in and he can like fart on you. I cannot see myself oh. frequently spending 120 points on him when you have so many other choices, but I could be wrong. You know, giving something fly is solid. That's not to be underestimated, but they have to be close to you um, when they start their move, which is potentially <laughs> restrictive. 
he does get access to the spells yeah text and hurricanes he gets he gets spells windy spells so he gets access yeah. to those he can um, you know he can move he's got a 16 inch move so he can get within range of stuff to affect it with shorter range spells as well the next turn but i um he feels a little awkward to me and i don't like his cloud <laughs> I, I i'm a big fan he's really grown on me i don't know why uh, I just, I just, I, I think it's almost, it's so ridiculous. It's like monkey magic cloud man. He's, he's um, marmited himself with his general. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's won, won a place. I, I kind of want to paint it because I just want to paint the cloud. It's really nice texture on it. I'm like, it is really nice. I'm okay, not, I'm not winding you up. Charges. I'm not winding you <laughs> up. I'm sorry. Um, so kangaroo men. Okay. More down with these guys' strange aesthetic, I must say. Um, um, for, these are to start off. These are just a bit cheaper than I thought they would have been. Yeah, um, they are one hundred and thirty points for a fourteen-inch move, ten wound unit with an all right but short-range shooting. How attack. are they like ten points more than Blade Lords? Like, pass. Like, just even just looking at it, you're like. They've even got like a rend two damage one attack that's freezing freeze, yeah. which is almost the same profile as the great sword. It's more, but you don't. You have to roll a hit. Then yeah. you've got claws, and you've got a ranged attack with rend, and yeah. they're faster. They ignore cover modifiers um, for their. Um save rolls with attacks made with a wind charger bow so interestingly that is the ranged attack and the melee attack people don't get cover modifiers for so in some situations that wind charger bow is ren three in melee mm -hmm. or ren two with shooting which is actually really you know that is a significant buff that you don't see on the profile but then you read and that's going to come into play quite a lot you know like maybe a third of the time you're going to be benefiting from that <laughs> ren yeah. three sounds disgusting and you can bounce to bounce over terrain. When it makes yep. a move, it passes across terrain in the same manner as a model that can fly. It's a bit weird because you can give it fly, <laughs> but you can also make it act as if it flies. So and then it, if it charged and it piles an extra free and it counts as flying and you don't have to pile in closer. Yeah. So they're, these are, they're powerful, right? They, yeah. they, they're going to do a lot on the table more than is represented when you just read that scroll, which has got not too many. And they could be battle line, right? In a head-on army. They can, yeah. So if you take Helon, which I believe is the city, isn't it? Which is the one that we talked about being it's a bit the, strange. The green clothed hit and yeah. run one. Yeah. So add one attacks and missile weapons, head-on units within the three of the enemy unit. Um, and then you've got yeah. the Metellif Dust, because I think the Dust, the artifacts and the trait on one of the Fox dudes that we're going to get to in a minute is really good. Mm. Um, yeah. This I'm, is, it, it, for me, this this blob of stuff that we're going to talk about here, they're extra windy guys apart from Cloud Nubbed. Um, they are the, I love the theme. The models are pretty cool. Their hats, uh, you know, make more sense to me. But the the entire like gorilla um, specialist feel of the troops, I think, is it's probably the most interesting blob of uh, Lumineth stuff that there is. I I could absolutely see myself playing an army like this and hating painting the opals and stuff and, and the, removing all the tassels. <laughs> I can't paint them. I just, I've, after that, doing that box set of wardens and dormers, it broke me. But. Um... They're at least quite nicely elite. You wouldn't have too many dudes in there. 
still a lot. I mean, like yeah. if there are 130 points for five, you might have like, like what, 30 of them? Uh, like 10, 10, 5, 5, I could see. Yeah, so like 30, um, 30 mounted kangaroos plus Monkey Magic Cloud Man plus probably two of the, the fox guys cool, and then some the other cool shit guy. around the edges. I mean, like... Call cool of the, um, the uh, whatever you call the Celestant Fox. It's like a prime, but it looks better. Yeah. Um, I I actually I do think they're good. I mean, especially their battle line. I mean, like even if they're not though, yeah. like, the Venari and Sentinels are still really solid. Like you just one hundred and thirty uh, points for fast cav is a bargain, and they don't normally have that many rules, and they definitely don't normally hit that hard with shooting and with a small amount of combat. How many like, points are Dawn are... Riders? Like it just seems <coughs> like Dawn Riders are like they've got a bit no, like one fifty. Ooh. Are they cheaper than Dawn Riders? It seems a bit ridiculous. It's a bit mad, isn't it? It um, is when you look at Bliss Bob Seekers. Uh, Sinesh. Look, look, look what I have next to my laptop. I know. I sound I've, I've so behind <coughs> on everything in my life. I just, I just suck. <laughs> I just feel like I, I, I just I don't know what I don't know where the time goes. Just it's like oh, it's another day gone. Since like it's... contemplating strange monkey magic cloud man, probably. I know, and I don't even know why I'm starting to think about doing a Luminef army after seeing a purple color scheme and looking at cloud man a bit too much. And I'm like, what this is what happens mean? when you get a full book. I think so. I think Luminef are definitely you know for people like myself who've bagged on them quite a lot um, uh, visually. The moment you, you you get the entire battle tome, surprise, surprise. There's different parts with different themes you know more more monstrous sized stuff which i'm always going to be into um and cooler rules or more flexible rules or more customization from items or temple equivalent stuff like that so um yeah i'm uh, i'm definitely more on the lumineth than i was uh with their previous releases dawn riders the same points 130 so uh what do they have they're insanely fast dawn riders right not that fast <laughs> and they have a oh no it's, it's is it, an, is it an ability to teleport them that came from the previous book or something that I'm thinking of? Uh, I, they've got... They're all they're good. I mean, don't get me wrong. Dawn Riders are good, right? Mm-hmm. 14 inch move. Two wounds, yep. four up save, so pretty much the same. Yep. They've got... Um, oh, they're wizards. Ah, um, Power of Hish. Um, you did some metal weapons on a five rather than a six. Yes, yeah, so that's where the, that's the power of Hish is the weapon that gives you that that sun metal explode. Lances get plus one rend, plus one damage. Um, sun metal weapons, so they do more all wound and the attack sequence ends. Um, yeah, they're pretty good. I mean, they're not bad. Like, but you could do an army hundred percent with dawn riders and wind charges, and dawn riders can be battle line as well. Yeah, for each unit of wardens you have, so like. Um, uh, Aurelian Wardens so for each Venari Aurelian <coughs> Warden unit including your army you can take one Venari Sentinel or Dawn Rider unit as battle line so you could do quite a nice looking army where you, if you took like a martial core of like a couple bolt throwers the spearmen the archers and a unit of cavalry then you could put in all the wind stuff and you could almost use it like a swap round of like, oh, this army I'm going to put the stone guys in, this army I'm going to put the swordmaster guys in, this army I'm going to and put without the wind guys in. You open up, you open up a load of points. Um, I think, and I guess, yeah. I mean, the danger for me is that you just <coughs> want to have everything. Like you'll want to have an army with every single thing in it. You'll want like 
you'll go, I'll buy that as well, and I'll buy that, and I'll buy that, and I'll buy that. Damn, be impossible to play as well, isn't it? Because each thing buffs a specific type of other thing slightly better and stuff like that. Whereas I, I guess when we come to our list show on Sunday, we'll be able to discuss this. But I think there's probably a lot of strength in taking the non-specific stuff. So, you know, things that do yeah. well on their own, things that debuff your opponent, um, things that are going to kill your opponent, you know, v- vanilla bits and bobs, nuts and bolts, rather than... Um, obviously, there will be some strength in the cohesion armies, but um, the type of army I play, at least, if I'm going to be able to use it how I want on the board, I think, um, you know, maybe popping in a mountain model for the debuff and attracting attention on him and then having a load of stuff darting around it, I think that would be a pretty cool army to play with and to look at. You know, you've yeah. got three different heights in there, four infantry, cavalry, um, flying, kangaroo, large cow. Cloud. <laughs> Uh, no, no, he would not feature. He's going to um, get on my list um, just to annoy you. Um, then Stop it. we've got um, Severeth, Lord of the Seventh Wind. Mm-hmm. Um, he's your Metrica as well. Um, 24 inch move. Like, All right. I'm down. Like, started like, well. What? I mean, that's ridiculous. <clears throat> 10 wins, so, 5 up save, bravery. Bit 10. worrying. Yeah. Um, and he's got 18 inch shooting attack so you know that is his threat range is 42 quick maths which is not getting away from him no you're not okay then the the worst thing though is it's a 24 inch move with a charge with a pile in that doesn't need to go towards the thing you charged because he's a wind uh, man let's just cover the shooting attack as well four attacks good start twos great threes solid rend three damage d3 that is I think this guy is the reason why I'm a bit down on the profile of the bolt thrower, <laughs> basically. Because, you know, I could have, I could pay like a hundred, I could have two bolt throwers effectively in terms of the damage output, because it literally is, um, you know, it's only slightly worse. You've got four attacks instead of three twice, which become twos to hit. He's twos to hit already, threes to wound, yep. And then he's better end. So, you know, I could buy two bolt throwers or I could have a 24-inch moving crazy character dude who's got half a page worth of other rules for 30 more points or yeah. whatever it is. Severeth. Uh, okay, I lied for um, 100 300, So he's three bolt throwers, certainly. Three bolt throwers, but he's got quite a lot of other runes. 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 And uh, rules. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Let's run through them then. What does he do? So... Obviously, he's got three-inch reach on his weapons, which is quite significant when you've got the into the gale ability. Um, so he's got um, roll a dice to you allocate a wound or mortal wound on a five-up is negated. Um, Good. That makes his five-up save sound a bit less bad. Uh, subtract two from the distance enemy models can pile in while they're within three of this model. That's great. Like to a minimum of one. So like if they've got a one-inch reach and a one-inch pile in, they can't hit him. Oh, that's so good. You can have like And then every turn you can just back away. Because when yeah, you pile you in, you don't have to pile in towards them. So you can literally charge it with a one inch that's got a normal pile in and just never ever get hit. I'm going to make an army if you carry on reading out rules like these. Like, that is ridiculous. And it's not even like, it's just if they're within three of him. So, like, yeah. you doesn't it means you can use that on your other units as well. Because like the the wind charger bow has got a three inch reach in combat as well, so your hurricane wind chargers could do the same thing. Yep. 
Um, then he's got the Living Cyclone. Uh, roll a dice for each enemy unit within three of this model after this model makes a charge. On a three plus, it takes a mortal wound and minus one to hit uh, until uh, the end of the next combat phase. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is because yeah. it's charge phase. That's why. Yeah, that's good. I, yeah. I was getting worried. A unit cannot be affected more than once per phase. Um, then you've got yeah. Scour, start of the charge phase. Pick one faction terrain within one. If you do, the model cannot charge, but you can roll a dice on a two plus. The scenery rules of the terrain featured war scroll cannot be used for the rest of the battle. Yeah, potentially right, but I don't see it coming up much. It's quite good if something like you destroy like Fane, you can destroy like you know the yeah. Someone can a Nexus. You can kill an Idenf boat. You can kill summoning points from people. Still get covered though because it, it doesn't say destroy the. No, you don't get to use the war scroll rules. So, like. You know, like a Fane of Sunesh, for example, you wouldn't be able to summon from it. You wouldn't be able to sacrifice to it. You wouldn't be able to use the re-rolls from the corn altar. You wouldn't be able to use the pizza oven. I mean, there's loads of stuff that... Just kind of view it as a, as an additional, rarely uh, useful, but when it is, it's you're obviously going to use it because it's going to make a big difference to the game. So yeah. it's a nice plus to have. I think it's. I think it's. You underestimate how good it is. Like, I mean, like okay. the fact it's like even stuff like. I guess you can trees, reach anything. I guess you can reach, reach anything. You can still <laughs> shoot, and you're not charging anyway. And some of the terrain features are quite big. I mean, still yeah. an F players just shedding another tier, um, slowly dying inside book by book. Um, so um, yeah, and then you've got the searing desert wind. After this model makes a normal move, including if it moves at the end of the shooting phase, we'll go to that. Pick an enemy unit that has any models this model passed across on a free plus it takes D3 mortals. Pick one enemy unit, so it's only going to be one of the things he passed across. That's great, you know, free plus for some mortal wounds. Yes, please. But you can move across the unit, do it, shoot something, then Spirit of the Wind. End of the shooting phase, he can make a normal move for 12. So then, but it says it can retreat and it can also then retreat and charge. So you can then move across a unit again, do another D3 mortals, then you can charge something and then fight so it. You could, so you could hopscotch over the same unit twice, have yeah. th two goes at a three up D3 mortal wounds, shoot it and then charge it. Yeah. <laughs> Just bully something. Yeah, and that effectively um, gives him a move of... 36 inches oh everything about this guy's rules are so you so don't cool. it doesn't you don't have to you don't even have to shoot you don't even have to yeah. hit anything you don't have to wound anything end of the yeah. shooting phase it can make a normal move of 12. so you basically he's got a 24 inch move a 12 inch move on top of that then a charge and then he's got yeah. a six inch piling which doesn't and have to be towards you and then you can only pile in you get to minus two to your piling yeah, and if you're taking some damage in your hero phase, if this model is within 12 of any friendly wind mages, including poopy cloud phase man, you can heal up to D3 wounds. Well, he's the only wind mage, isn't he? Oh, is it only him? It's only poopy cloud man. Okay, well, he still wouldn't be in my army. Yeah, he will. <laughs> <laughs> that model is, uh, you know, he's 300 points. That is not cheap, but I, he is going to be man. Like... immensely irritating. Um, it's like I mean it's like prime level, which is why he's that cost. But yeah, just... you've got to you've got to figure as well. His ten wounds are going to go way further than they think because number one, obviously, he's got a five up after save, so um, you know that's effectively thirteen or fourteen wounds, well thirteen point three. Um, you're then um, debuffing things that are 
uh, within range of him and things can't pile in against him as effectively as a normal thing could. So that 10 wounds on his profile and the five up save is the effective wounds you get out of that 10 is probably far more. You know, he's kind of like playing with something with 18 wounds, I would imagine, um, which suddenly makes 300 points sound a lot less steep. <coughs> and he's two bolt throwers worth of shooting, you know, in addition to all the other pingy, shooty, flyy, awesome stuff. And the model's cool. So I am, um, he's, he is cool. I like him. Then we've got the Hurricane Spirit of the Wind, which is the non-named version. Mm-hmm. So he's 50 points less. Um, he's got like a million rules less. Let's see. Let's see how he goes. So basically, what he gain, what he loses, he loses the D3 mortals <coughs> when he moves over you. He loses he, the scour. He loses um, two wounds. He loses wounds. one rend. Yeah. But other than that, uh, uh, yeah, he's got five up. Two, the pile-in thing happens. Can it run retreat? You can put other items on him. So the way that I would evaluate evaluate this is how much value are you going to get out of the ability to give him a um, command ability if you want him to be your general or to give him a artifact? And is he going to be the person who gets an artifact in your armies? Well, like if you if you take him an artifact, just for example, in Helon, um, the Metalift Dust... Once per battle at the start of the combat phase, pick any unit of three, subtract one from hit and wound rolls. So if you, if you charge, they're minus two to hit, minus one to wound. Yeah. Like I, I just... Yeah, I'm a big fan. Which one do you like the most? I'll take one of each. Okay, solid. Because you've got one person to put artifacts on. So you take 550 two. points of double-team <laughs> flying kangaroo power. Why not? Is, um, you, you, yeah. You've got two of them. You take your cloud man to to follow them around because four bolt throwers worth of shooting, effectively. Yeah, and they're they're just so mobile, and then your whole army can be kangaroos. He doesn't um, get to ping people twice for the D three mortal wounds. No, does he doesn't he? do the, the mortals at all. Oh, he doesn't do it. He doesn't get to do it once. No, but, um, but it's like the fact you can give him an artifact, so you you can use I'm him not. as a way of protecting the other one. Yeah, the other artifact is good. He, he is he's a fifth less survivable. Yeah. Um if you were taking one, that's quite a hard choice. You know, if you only have points for one of these dudes, I am not sure which one I would be picking. Mm. I I depend I think it depends. I think like if you've got the points, I think you always splurge for the, the more expensive one. The only difference is he's easier metrica, so he doesn't get the great nation rules as well. From the nation he's in, so he's specific to your metrica. So got you. It's um, I both viable. I think I think yeah. the fact we're not it's not obvious is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, well, we're <clears> talking <throat> about two hundred and fifty points for eight wounds that doesn't do any magic here, so it better have some good stuff attached. And well, it's fine because it the Tharian's like two twenty, right? So yeah, poor Tharian. Maybe the moment be fixed at some point. Right. Okay, we can carry on now. <laughs> So, em- his empty suit is empty like his uh, his life. Empty like <laughs> empty empty. The armistice is empty of a affair and like his suit is empty of anything. Um, so, not enough A reports in the world to make that dude happy. <laughs> 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 it's 
like it's empty inside. Um, then we've got the Underworld's Warband, which is Mari Lightcaller and Myri's Purifiers. Now, I'm assuming they've been pointed so they don't cost less than the actual hero. No, they actually cost 220 points. Okay. Um, so you've got a five wound Yemetrica Sonari um, wizard, which has dazzling light, of course, on a six. Um, <laughs> until next hero face, subtract one from hit rolls for attacks at target the caster and one from hit rolls made by missile weapons at target other units within holding within six of the caster. Compatibility, so, quite a small bubble, but you, you mm. could, could protect ten dudes a bit. Plus one to cast, unbind, and dispel. In addition, at the start of the hero phase and the start of the your shooting phase, pick one enemy unit within 24 uh, that is not visible to this model. That enemy unit is visible to this model. Okay, so you can like see it's the owl, isn't it? It's got a little owl. Um, this model's a wizard, so three, three <coughs> attacks, 18 inch shooting, freeze, freeze, rend two, damage one. All right. It's okay. Um, and then you get the purifiers, which are. Three models. Um, then you've got add one to the damage if you roll a six to hit on the mallet, which has got three attacks. It's damage one to so be damage two on a six. Um, two plus they they bounce absorb wounds. Yeah, Yari's um, wounds. So one thing you have to consider is if people <laughs> wanted to shoot that guy for any reason, he's very likely going to be minus one for lookout sir and minus one for spell. But um, it, <sighs> There's, there's other stuff that adds up to about this amount of points that I could see myself mm. using more readily. Would you take Alpharian over this unit? <laughs> Sorry. Because <laughs> Alpharian's 220 and this unit and this wizard is 220. <laughs> um, I'd say no. No. Mm. Alpharian. Yeah, no. <laughs> Right, then. Yeah, I think this. I'm gonna get have to get a black armband or something. This is like yeah. a fairy. He's um, especially as he doesn't have as many dudes with him. I know they're fairly just... good quality. You know, two wounds each, four up save, and their attacks on poo, and there's a bow and stuff. But uh, it feels like it's forty points more than it should be. You know that that two twenty could be that could be 180 points, and I would be more likely to take it. That's you could say exactly the same thing about our fairy. <laughs> He could be 180 points and you might see him. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. Is yeah. that it? Have we have We've we done covered... it. We've done it. Hooray, we've done it. <coughs> Sweet. So um, I think safe to say that we found that more exciting than Lumina has been previously for either of us. Yeah. Yeah. There's, think... some, there's some cool stuff in that tone. Absolutely. I, I, do, I do like... Some, I'm not so... I'm not so fussed on the Sonari. I think the 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 Venari stuff's always been good anyway. Um the blade the swordmaster guys nah not not doing it for mm. me. Apart from the lone guy, the law seeker, he's awesome. Like I think for me, like the law, law seeker, I like Alani and Elephor a lot. Um the the wind mage I'm a fan of. The Wind Chargers, Severith, and the Hurricane Spirit, they're both amazing. Um, oh, that's so cool. I think How excited are you making my order army involving several of these heroes? It's fine. Just got to pay me. I'm going to put my prices up. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's fine. You, you can't have it because I'm not building it for you. <laughs> no, you pay per hour anyway, so it's fine. Um, 
going to drag your feet. Oh, sorry, He's, he was just no. really fiddly. No, I wouldn't. Totally. I know you know they're really fiddly. I don't need to tell you. Um, it's only one infantry model. He just took me seven hours. Yeah. I, uh, I had to sand um, the inside of Eltharion's armor. I'll give you a discount on the cloud man. <laughs> Pay me. To <laughs> pay you to not take it and purchase him for me. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, then, like you've got um, just for completeness, um, allies for Luminef Round Lords are Idenf Deepkin. So, I'm interesting. That's well, a there's a little bit of synergy with net launchers and um, the pilings Pi- from piling the wind spirits those. and the piling away. Because if you can't pile in and they can pile in wherever they want, and they've got three-inch reach, and you then you get minuses to your pilings. You could have an army that you could just never fight, and it's just shooting you, you down, all the time. Lock down the battlefield. I it's mean, just... I think there's, there are some legs there, or I should say mm-hmm. some fins. And, there's some fins. Um, also, uh, like, let's have some real talk, bros. If you put in sharks, that's less lunar units you have to build and paint. So... Plus yeah. two sharks <laughs> is the same price as Alfaro. I was waiting, but I knew it the moment you said sharks. I was so, like, how long? So two two Alapexes is two twenty. So you could have two sharks, no waiting, or Alfarin. Rest in peace, brother. Um, <laughs> I um I could see you taking like a two of sharks and a one of sharks. It's just as a way to get to your army being finished, <laughs> like legit. Oh, just, and then, you know, you, you have them as a allies option in the future because uh, Eidoneth can ally with quite a lot of mm, order. Yeah. So it's not, a, it's not a bad investment, even if you end well, up we, evolving to we something talked about using... it with daughters as well, didn't we? Yeah. They're yeah, basically the elven sluts, right? They are. They just, well, they, they don't, they're kind of literally mercenary, aren't they? They don't yeah. have a, they're not good, they're not bad. They, they could be seen as well, evil, but, you know, they just. I mean, they, they just don't have. They literally steal to souls to give to their their soulless children. They're pretty bad. Okay, then they they're, don't have they're eyes. Not nice. They're probably valuable. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they? they're kind of cold and cold and nasty. Well, apparently, they can be paid in asparagus and farts. So, um, <laughs> and are willing to join up. <laughs> can ride the A for win C. Fantastic. So, there's some there's some modeling there. You I, could do a really evil looking. I love. Whenever I see armies that are painted in pale colours or, you know, look like the good guys, I don't know what it is. I've got a white scar next to me. It's exactly the same. The, my first thought is, like, how could you make them look battle-worn or scraggy or bedraggled or, you know, like, end of campaign or just, you know, straight up covered in blood and evil? So I can uh maybe there's, maybe that's the way to handle the Lumineth more readily is to just not try and make them look clean because clean painting is time-consuming and you know, can be faffy. You could get like a heavily weathered, heavy metallics, dry brushed army with like blood splatches on it on some desert basing or something like that with some uh, deep canalize. You could get that on the table way, way, way faster. Um, I think like um, that kind of like, it's like great white shark type thing in it where it's like white, dead eyes, blood. Right. Look yeah. amazing. Like that sort of like grayish. Yeah. So I really like deep. It's got that kind of like that, that, that look, I think if you did it in very pastel dark, I think we had one at Face of a Worldwide and submitted their deep kin. They look amazing because I love that kind of dark evil look. That's why I quite like the um, uh, the Enclave, which is the uh, the guys, the, the soul, the soul renders and the frowls. Um, and there's a blood 
it's called Blood Hunt or something the four mate. I can't remember what it was. But no, I'm Blood talking Hunt. about um oh god, Morphan, I think it is. They're like the dark bluey a- black um armor with like the pale <coughs> fish eels. Um yeah. but I think I don't know, like there's there's a lot of good stuff in there and I think that I think the problem is you almost you fall into the trap like you do a Stormcast where like Vanguard just don't see a look in. Um, because there are too many things competing for the same space Um, you take any block in that army as well and you just got rid of a quarter of your points right you've you've almost yeah I mean you've always got your Venari which are like your liberated adjudicator blah 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 whatever your generics and then you've got your like your stone guards which are like the paladins you've got like the 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 vanguard guys you know you've got like the dracoff guy you know so it's like it's like you don't often see a stormcast army that has a balance of all the units you kind of go right. i'm not going to take hunters take i'm not going to take those i'll take you know um i think it's like when you've got like three units that all shoot you're gonna take the best the most efficient shooting unit out of the points so it's like you said about ballistas you're like do I take ballista or do i take severif or do i take the the do i take blade masters or do i take the stone guard do they, they compete for the same position i think it's quite interesting that you get different battle line you get different buffs if you're in different temples but so like the alarif got like some good rules they're quite defensive but they're slow but then you've got ways to if you combine them with maybe with um uh, the hurricane stuff you've got speed and shooting and you've got slow and resilient maybe you can do hammer anvil piling shenanigans and like sort of piling with not taking any too much of one side or the other that would be pretty strong i think but you i think it would come into when you combo stuff like you can't pile in your minuses to hit but you're not you're also fighting alarif because you've mixed them and you've got you know avlanor for his aoe minus hit bubble on top of every other thing in the army that gives you minuses to hit you could be like minus four minus five to hit you're never gonna hit i'm sure there's isn't there also like a you get to move twice or you get to double yeah. your move spell in the original old I think so. Old book? Yeah. So, you know, we've been speaking about sixteen inch move it move units or twenty-four inch move units. <laughs> like dudes. Like, what if you want to fly forty eight inches across the table? That is pretty much unheard of in the uh in the game. And obviously when you're doubling your move, you know, I'm sure people just say, well, you know, there's teleports available. Teleports have restrictions in the form of how far away you have to be from enemy units it's normally at least nine which is why we were pretty excited about the teleport in 150 point hero who can be just yeah. more than three away but speed um yeah. speed of hish double the move uh hello 48 inches you know right uh well it's just excessive you never need to cast it on him i think i think just I- casting it <laughs> I think, like, if you cast it on the normal Rue guys, they go up to, like, 28-inch move. Insane. I, I think that's a reason to take... If you are taking them, that's a reason to take one unit of them as a 10, for sure. Because the threat of that unit is pretty disgusting. But what you've got to remember as well, like, because Sentinels and Wardens are Wizards, they get access to those spells. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure they can take spells as well. So, like, you yeah. you don't even need to buy like a Calagrave or a Kaflar. A couple of tens of... Yeah, a couple of tens of shooters, you know, like battle line shooters, not a bad mm-hmm. option. You don't even have to commit to having the right hero well, you, to make... Two, two Wardens, line. two Wardens, two Sentinels, you've got your battle line, you've got two units of Spearmen, you've got two units of shooters, then everything else is whatever you want. It's like... Yeah. 
And of course, you could be vanguarding three of those units forward to protect you if needed. That's mm. correct, right? In the uh, the one of the one of the great nations, yeah. So it depends on which yeah. one you take. So if you take alumni, they get that move to vanguard. So um, I Not think there's option. a I think there's a lot of choice, and there's a, now that you've got these extra great nations you've got all these extra war scrolls i mean this is more than doubled the size of the the options you've got um, oh, it's exponential as well so, isn't it you know you could add 50 percent more options but you could have four times more flexibility because mm. of everything that unlocks yeah so um yeah that's the that is broken realms techless rules but also luminef battle tome update however you want to go for yeah. it um so i, I think We'll, we'll wrap the show up there because it's been quite long hopefully you guys found it interesting if we got anything yeah. wrong or you've got any comments put it below yeah um, absolutely check out any our live stream on sunday yeah give us some ideas for the live stream on sunday and we will uh we will do our best to cover the uh the most interesting ones yeah so the pinned comment will have the link to the live stream if you subscribe and hit the bell you'll know you'll get reminded of it started and obviously looking at our stats as well a lot of people who watch the video probably more than half people aren't subscribed so if you aren't subscribed just hit that hit that button it takes like two seconds helps us yep. out helps other people find us but from what we would appreciate more is just tell people about our channel like so they can Absolutely. find it uh, or share it on your social media etc so uh yeah. If you're in any groups, you know, Lumineth groups or whatever, we will try and hunt some out and link this within there. But, you know, if you can share them in any WhatsApps or something like that, that will make a big difference. And uh, Lumineth are definitely a big, solid option for a long-term army now because there's just so much flexibility in there. We'll probably end up covering them multiple times in the future, I imagine. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, they are going to be a staple order force, I think. It's like um, the... It's like... It almost like feels like... Uh, Deepkin need that extra set of stuff to add and so do like like Ossiak Bone Reapers kind of need that extra set of stuff to add you know they kind of feel like they haven't had that boost of stuff um, mm. and so it's nice to see that like obviously like Luminef have had their update very recently not too far away from when they were originally released so yeah, I know people might I know some people might complain about the frequency and about how it's so soon but if you're an OBR player like me, you've been wait, you've had that army, and there's not a lot of choice in it. There's not a lot of variance, and some of the stuff's not viable. And you just you look at the new um, Underworld's Warband, see the guy with the big axe, he's like the stalker body, but different without the four arms. And you see the uh, the the Mortec Bowman, and you're like, oh, when are these coming then? Because uh, you know, for me, for that that would make the faction feel a lot more like the old school sort of tomb king army that i love and it's like you know even if you had like a big necro sphinx style giant thing in there as well um then it's almost like the faction will have so many more options so i wouldn't complain too much you've uh, if you're a luminef player you should be like really happy that you've got all this stuff rather than complaining choice. about having to maybe buy a second half of the book you should have had a year ago but <laughs> at least you don't have to wait four years for your model updates so, uh, um, <laughs> thanks for sitting through the video and watching uh, us talk about Luminef. um obviously they've gone up for pre-order one of the things that really helps us out is um we are sponsored by element games if you click in the link in the description uh to pre-order your models if you live in the uk 
um, that really helps us out because we get some kickback from that. It doesn't cost you anything. Uh, and if you use the crystal code in there, you'll get extra element crystals um, as a referral. That's also in the description. Um, and it really helps us continue to buy equipment and produce content uh, as a full-time basis. So any support would be greatly appreciated. Russ will definitely do a Luminath Army if people buy it enough as well. <laughs> No, I would spend all the money on Ossiart Bone Reapers when they come out, uh, or uh, Sunesh, uh, or Iron Jaws, or anything that's not order. <laughs> anyway, yeah, thanks very much um, for supporting, guys. It really does make a big difference. Uh, the link will be below in the pinned comment, so if you head down there and make any purchases, that would be absolutely awesome. All right, thanks for watching, guys. To make sure you don't miss out on any more Hammer to Your Face, Subscribe to us on iTunes, add our RSS feed to your reader, and follow us on Twitter at facehammer underscore. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.